from the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. I wish you the best of intentions. Oh, I let you work it out. I want to wish you the best of intentions. Friday, January 15th, 2016, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace, my favorite way to build a website. The only way. Mine, too. I was I was talking to uh, our video team, Doug, yes. the other <laughs> day, about, Doug. about this big uh, video we're working on, and I was like, you know what I could do with our Squarespace Relevant Media Group.com site? I can just make it where it's like a full screen cinematic experience when you come to the to the website. What is sure. it currently? It's just some it's generic a... picture of our building or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. But that's the great thing about Squarespace. Yeah, no, you can kind of do all this awesome stuff. Yeah. yeah. In the next couple of weeks, we've got to build the all new Oscars.biz. Yes. Oh boy, yeah, we that's do. coming it's up. It's that more... time of year, guys. Are we <laughs> excited? More on that later. Uh, <laughs> Squarespace sites Woo! look professionally designed, regardless of your skill level. No coding is required, which is why I can do this Oscars site mm-hmm. all, all by myself on a lonely Friday night. <laughs> and, and sweet Doug. That's every Friday. The, the tools are intuitive. And easy to use. Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology powering your site, ensuring security and stability, and Squarespace is trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world like Relevant. Plans start at just 8 bucks a month, and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. To start your free trial site today, you don't need a credit card. You just go to squarespace.com and start building. And then if you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Uh, like I said, I'm your host, Cameron. Here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffee. Mm, yes, nice to see you, <laughs> nice to everyone. See. <laughs> it's all happening. Over there, uh, Tiffany Brunson's joining us today. Hello. Wow. On the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Jeremiah Dunlap. Last week here, because I won the Powerball. Congratulations. Congratulations. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Congrats on the bees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All the bees. Joy, Joy Egerich is uh, not able to be on the show today because she's cat sitting, I saw on Instagram. Yep. And uh, Shauna is unable to join us today because she is working on. A big new book. Yes, so, finally. It's a probably a normal-sized book, but it's a big deal for us. <laughs> no, it's large print. It's Saver, but now it's in like 44 points. Right. <laughs> Saver <Saber>! more. <laughs> Saver more. Yeah. Keep savoring. Still, still savoring. Yeah. <laughs> we have an awesome show in store today. I'm really excited about this one. Jesus Culture is joining us in the studio Woo! doing uh, two performances of their new album that just came out, yeah. two of the songs. Some of the group came to our studio recently, and they're, they performed two amazing renditions of uh, songs from their new album that came out this week. So and they're, they're a big deal these days. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. Fun fact, one take. And all, all the performances they did was all one take. Wow. And, and fun fact, <laughs> first time in the 10 years we've been doing this that a band did one take of a yeah. song. Yeah, I mean, Crazy. honestly. Hold mm-hmm. on. Bands are usually like they play live and just play their song. Why don't they? Why does ah. it take? Or do they just like this is forever? They yeah. just wish they'd give it another go. Well, yeah. when you're going to be videoed and you're not going to overdub because if you watch a live performance of a band that's on the TV, like for the most part, they went in the studio and tightened little things. I didn't up. know that. Yeah, fun behind but the that scenes. That makes sense. And when you see them live, like there's certain little things that get lost in the mix. Sure. So if they like, 
Huh. Oh, wow. And that. so when you have like Gangaron and they're perfectionists and yeah. they reinterpret the songs for <laughs> yeah. our, our yeah. context. So they'll perform it at their show that night one way, yeah. but they completely redo it for us. And so they kind of are working through it. And so they'll do it two, three, four times. And then you have kind of younger artists who are, don't have the, the performance chops right. maybe. And so they're, the they do it two, temp. three, four times. The sophomore attempt was in the studio for a week. Big. We got nothing usable. <laughs> hey, hey, big week for sophomore attempt. We were looking for a usable fit. 15 seconds. Yeah. Right. It was, Man, a, it was, it was a week it was wasted. Just, it I was mean. just an interview. It wasn't even a performance. It was great. <laughs> the sophomore attempt being Jeremiah Dunlap's band that we unearthed. Uh, his band from about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, his pop punk band. I will yeah. tell you this. Our plays skyrocketed this week. We got no. all kinds of Facebook likes. And no, that's not true. Oh, it's totally true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, so we unearthed, we unearthed some of his stuff on the show last week, and, and the uh, the Twitterverse exploded. That was the best. With... with I don't understand why you guys are dogging this. Yep. This is awesome stuff. Hey, I would I totally have been I, into this. I, don't, don't, I wasn't throwing shade right. over on the sophomore Clearly. Attempt. Like I said, I, no, it, Eddie was throwing era, shade. If yeah. I was, if I was in uh, American Eagle where they were in heavy rotation right. for six months, yeah. I, w- I would have, I would have, like I said, put down the white shell necklace, looked up at <laughs> screen. I, these are dudes I gotta know. If right. my body type had permitted me to shop an American Eagle during the nineties, I yeah. would have probably been super into your band. Right. You're but like, unfortunately, you didn't play at my store. I got I gotta go to MySpace. I gotta <laughs> add them into my top eight. I love this band. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. it was a big week for your band and congratulations. Did you and talk to the guys at all this week? Big surprise, we're coming back. Oh. We, we finally we finally got the relevant <laughs> no. coverage we've been waiting oh. for. We sent our EP here a couple years ago and it never got No never got did. Yeah. did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in an attic is it exists somewhere. Um, in this oh, building, no. I am sure. We sent we sent the CD we played songs from last week. I sent it in to get reviewed, and it never got reviewed. Wow! So, oh. so this, <laughs> a, this has been a long con for me to get to. <laughs> I wonder who the jerk editor was at the time. I don't know. Yeah, what year probably, would that have been? Probably Jesse. It would have been 2007. <laughs> that was Jesse. 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 Oh, Is that like, real? Yeah. They said they played this at American Eagle. <laughs> Jesse, you were. I mean, you you were on staff from. Like, like oh four to oh nine, and but you were managing editor, weren't you? From like seven eight nine, or was it eight nine? Yeah, it was, it was a period in there. I mean, it, it's likely that I could have received that CD. It uh, is likely. I mean, my my bar was incredibly high. It's probably <laughs> the situation was it was just too good for yeah. coverage, too you know, ahead I, of its time. I think I, you know, I remember this. I remember this actually. I <laughs> I got it, and I wrote up a. Uh, a, a very critical, nasty email uh, dissecting why we weren't going to cover it, and I decided it's too mean to send. It's too. <laughs> it's too <laughs> you're like this guy is clearly homeschooled; he won't be able to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> so this this week, Jeremiah kind of won the pop punk defunct band lottery. <laughs> yep. Congratulations! You know, by it getting, finally happened. But but America was enthralled. With another lottery, yes. Did y'all see wow. this? I mean, yeah, that was um, a, the uh, best yeah. transition I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> Keep going, professional <laughs> podcaster, right? yeah, yeah, really yeah. something. Um, the award, but uh, th- everybody was all all a Twitter about all about. A Twitter. The, they were. I okay, I got asked. Did you guys buy tickets to oh, the Powerball? No. I had oh, wow. no idea that was happening. I I would not have. This been is able our social to... media maven. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read about it this morning, but I didn't know. That, like, I don't. I don't. Buy tickets to lotteries. My wife, yeah. my wife, it works at Florida Hospital, and her whole crew like put in to buy a bunch of tickets and like split it. So really, really a disappointing morning for me. Hey, Eddie, did you purchase lottery tickets? Oh no, 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 Cameron. No, I, no, I did not. I did. I'll tell you what I did though. I I, I texted Dana what I. My prediction for the numbers, no. just so that if they hit, I, we would live with the everlasting knowledge that we could have been 
1.45 billion dollars. Nothing will make you feel better <laughs> waking up every morning knowing yes. you missed out on 1.5 Bs. Were you yeah. even moderately close? No, I no, don't no. think I got one number right. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that, that's never been a part of my family structure yeah, to, to buy. You know, so, yeah, me either. So we were never going to buy lottery tickets. None of us really here, but we were talking about it all week because it got us thinking. I mean, like if you win the lottery, sure, you get the money, but you have to have now you've been outed that you're like a compulsive gambler. I mean, you're <laughs> right. outed that you're not that smart with your money. Right. Sure. I mean, even though you won the money. It's just yeah. kind of like a fool's there's a, errand. There, there, there's a yeah. stigma. There's a stigma. Yeah. And is that stigma worth the money? I don't know. Right. I don't know. We were just, So it was kind yeah. of a mental exercise we were having around the office. And then uh-huh. I got thinking, you know, you know what? It, money's not that interesting. It's not. It got us thinking about like other things that we would want. But but what if it came with a catch? Okay. Right. Exactly. Okay. I, I read this moment correctly because I was about to really start talking about the lottery, and I felt like you got you got your setup voice a little bit. <laughs> what, what if uh, what if we started thinking about? I was like, hold on a second. This but is then, I don't want to wreck the show. But we were talking ourselves in circles. Yeah. And here we so go. so so we couldn't <laughs> decide definitively if these things, these ideas, were worth the consequences. Right. Mm-hmm. The trade off. So we thought here on the show we would decide it once and for all and get the foremost scientific mind of our generation on the show to help us scientifically evaluate these things. Oh. So welcome to the show, Mike McCargue. Uh, thanks for having me. All right, it is time for the trade-off. Those wow. jingles are getting more and more complex lyrically. Hey, nice. <laughs> really, yes. it was really well, beautiful. Well, I had to really communicate all that stuff you just took five minutes talking about <laughs> yeah. in a 15-second jingle. So, right. and, and, and Mike, let me, let me let me just, you know, a little more context. These thought experiments that we've created for you uh, are mind puzzles that me and Jeremiah took weeks uh, to develop. If not, if not moments. Yeah. It, it, I mean, we set up a lab. There were beakers. There were chemicals. <laughs> there was like a Earth. map with yarn. Earth. Earth. There were, um, it was like a beautiful mind. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So how, how it works is I'm going to propose. I'm going to propose these really scientific scenarios, and you have to tell me if you would take the trade-off. It's that simple. But, we, you know, we want to hear the, the science behind We want We want you to be really analytical on whether th- these things are worth it or not. I will put my considerable analytical powers at your disposal. <laughs> Can you just record my outgoing message on my phone? <laughs> the greatest voice. Him and Garrison Keillor. Either yes. one would be great. Or just, like, call me at about 1030 when I'm getting sleepy and just say, good night, buddy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Put me to bed. It's the best. Anyhow. Good night, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's here's trade-off one number one. And you can see what I'm talking about, that we put a lot of time and effort into this. So the, what you would get is you would be given the power of flight, awkwardly no higher than five feet off the ground, but still pretty cool. Okay? I mean, it's within reason here. In exchange, so if you get the power of flight five feet off the ground for the rest of your life, in exchange, you must watch the 1994 film Junior, in which Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes pregnant every single night, uninterrupted, without the distractions of digital devices for the rest of your life. Do you take the trade off? Yeah, Mike. Boy, that was a well composed uh, contradiction there. <laughs> because at first, there's a no brainer. Of course, the power of flight is a human dream. Uh, there would be interesting implications because flying five feet off the ground without wings means I'm pioneering new avenues in physics and possibly sure. able to solve the planet's <laughs> energy problems. So that's an incredible, yeah. incredible opportunity. The, the flight is less important 
than demonstrating it for scientists and finding some plausible mechanism for how a human this is, is able to defy gravity. That could be world-changing. On right. the other but, hand, Junior, have you seen it? Junior, I've junior. seen Junior, and it's awful. Yeah. The question here is, what's the value of one man's suffering versus the betterment oh, of all mankind? Wow. Wow. Yeah. I must, in a sense of altruism, accept the power of flight as a heavy wow. responsibility. Wow. It's like Junior powers the flight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's totally Aww. right. Wow. Wow, Mike. Wow. So was... I, think we, I think we all learned something there. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel a little bit like I was about to cry. Yeah. I, I want to live in the world that Mike McCarthy yeah. lives in. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful, That's, Mike. Well, I, I feel like this one is, is a little tougher. <laughs> like we, we kind of threw you a softball off the right. gate. Yeah, like that was an obvious answer, Mike. That was a softball. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on while I buckle my seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> you will be <laughs> you will be given the full abilities of David Blaine. Supernatural or otherwise. We just don't know. <laughs> you can do okay. it all. Including the endurance stuff. Yeah. yeah. You want to be trapped in a block of ice? Do it, Mike. Not not just the close up. I'm talking the full. Uh-huh. Okay, you get the picture. Yeah. In exchange. Every article of clothing you own from the waist up must be purchased from the merch table at a train concert. (laughs) (laughs) So headbands. This is a tough one. Like I'm talking like if you're going to a wedding, it's a train shirt. But I got to wear train shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does train ever expand their apparel options? No. no, That's the thing. You you can go visit them at every tour to try to find new shirts. You ride that way. But it tells you going to train concerts all the time to freshen up your wardrobe. So there's a lot to think think about here this is a tougher one it really is uh, <laughs> because the benefit isn't as world as, as the world changing right, right. I mean, there's right, right. some income potential with uh, david blaine's incredible repertoire of sure. mind-bending illusions <laughs> um <laughs> on the other hand i do like my ironic science t-shirts and their ability right. to communicate my basic non-conformity to uh, good fashion sense. But you could do that with train shirts, too. <laughs> that said, I think I, I gotta let this one pass. Wow! Oh, Mike, wow. This, to me, this to me was like, oh, I would take the train. I would take you know, train shirts. I would wear, you know, I would wear like Tobias's never nude jeans if I could get <laughs> David Blaine powers. Wow. I have a shirt that says uh, the Astrophys X-Men oh. and it's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Carl Sagan, <laughs> Einstein, and Stephen Hawking wow. posing as the X-Men. Sure. I can't let that shirt yeah. go for right. literally any That superpower. is like the nerdiest tools of the trade shirt of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's super nerdy. <laughs> okay, well, that, I think we're all surprised by by your answer that was, that yeah, that was shocking. So this one, this one, I'm interested to see the direction you go because you will be given the ability to eat whatever you want, never work out, but maintain the physique of Lou Ferrigno in his athletic prime. Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Ferrigno. <laughs> Topical. That's, that's an oddly specific example. <laughs> so you're going to be 5'4", but completely jacked. No, no, no. He's tall. Didn't you watch Lou, King of Queens? Lou Ferrigno is tall. He's like 6'2". Absolutely. Yeah, that, wow. was outside, he was, hey, Cameron, that was outside of his athletic He was literally park. the Hulk. Wow, I mean, good right. for him. I always thought he was a short six, two, six, three, six, four, six, four. It's all the width from his massive musculature that makes you think he's shorter. Which yeah. could yeah. be yours. Okay, so that's pretty cool. You look like Lou Ferrigno in your athletic prime, but you 
eat whatever you want. You never work out. You just look like an Adonis. Right. Not, yeah. You don't already look like an Adonis, <laughs> but you look like Lou Ferrigno Adonis. Kind of like John Tesh. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but in exchange, every other day, you must fully complete a 10,000-piece Thomas Kincaid puzzle. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's almost like you're working out. That's like your gym time, basically. Yeah. yeah. He's the painter of light. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What, Mike, which, which direction are you going here? Well, if you think about this biochemically, it's mm. illuminating. Right. <laughs> uh, so the, the sorts of people who can eat whatever they want and maintain phenomenal physiques, that tends to be linked to basal metabolic function mm-hmm. uh, right. and the corresponding heredity. And it seems like a superpower, but I understand that science is revealing those people actually produce antioxidants and other mm. age-related components at a higher rate yeah. than people of lower metabolisms. Mm. So oh, I may have yeah. the short-term benefit of a very nice physique, maybe for 20, <laughs> 25 years, but at the end of that period, I may face some elevated risk for age-related effects uh, that are associated with breaking down your telomeres and other <laughs> sure. DNA components. Right. Wow. Yes. Plus, I hate puzzles. So I <laughs> Aren't puzzles the worst, Mike? <laughs> Mike, you're going in the opposite direction of all... Like, everyone, I'm like... Thanks. I'm taking the deal. Yeah. 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 Mike, I've never met anyone that also doesn't like puzzles. Why don't puzzles you like puzzles? Terrible. They just wait. Like, just give me a picture. Okay. 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 <laughs> just give me a picture. <laughs> okay. Here, okay, Mike. This one, I do not... This one, no one can predict which direction you're going to go. Because I feel like this one is one that I, I laid awake last night thinking about. So this is Schrodinger's challenge right here. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's undecided at this point. We, we all in that moment were like, yeah, totally. Yes. Except we don't know what that is, right. but yeah, totally. Yeah, the outcome is und- it's, it's both yes and no, right, Mike? Is that, did I? We're about to collapse the probability wave yeah. into yeah. a definitive form. Ricky Schroeder's challenge. Right. right. And so when, when, uh, when Schrodinger was with at the Copenhagen Commission and, and, and conceived of this thought experiment, he probably had this question in mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> You are given the ability to play all horn instruments with perfect proficiency. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm talking like you are the best saxophone. Any horn instrument, you can play it perfectly. You're, right. you're Kenny, like Kenny G. G. You're, you're Louis Armstrong. You're, yeah. you're any um, horn. Wow. Oh. In exchange, okay, just wait for me to finish this one because at first you're going to be like, oh, of course I do that, but you got to wait before I finish it. In exchange, whenever you go swimming, you must be fully clothed, including jeans. <laughs> But wait for it. You can never explain to anyone why. <laughs> so if they're like, "Why is Mike swimming in his clothes?" You're not allowed to tell them, or you lose the power goes away. This question is complex on so many levels. Because you get the horn, but you're the weirdo swimming in clothes and will refuse to tell anyone. Right. There are two unforeseen complications for you in this question. Mm. Okay. One. The brass section is my least favorite symphonic uh, instrumentation. Oh, oh, Mike. I'm not a big fan of brass. I take strings any day over brass or percussion for that matter. Thank you. <laughs> the saxophone is the worst. <laughs> Isn't it the worst sounding instrument? Like when they do a sax uh, solo in a Rolling Stones song, I'm like, for real? <laughs> okay. Eddie, I think you and I need to start a podcast called The Worst. The yeah. worst. <laughs> Here's things we don't like. and saxophones. Yeah. Breaking down humanity. <laughs> yeah. With so Eddie I, I don't really like horns, but on the other hand, perfect. You're talking about like world class. Uh, I can't advance the arts in that degree today. So that's tempting. But on the other hand, I'm a ginger. 
already <laughs> swim fully clothed every time, so I'm taking the superpower. Yeah. Oh! I have to hide from UV light all the time anyway right that, people would understand a, it. i would just point to my skin dumb. yeah that was a surprise wow. that Let was a tell shocker you. a little yeah. <laughs> boiling out take something skin. you don't want because you already do the thing that right. we're telling you you yeah. have to do <laughs> you might as well get a couple of like trumpet gigs every once in a while right. like yeah. make a little extra a little cash. Side cash yeah. Yeah. right meet some for, cool for people really nothing yeah right yeah. or just at a party just pick up you know literally any brass instrument and yeah. just blow people's minds <laughs> yeah yes fun parlor trick you would get invited to so many parties yeah Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, but you know who else would? The guy with David Plain powers. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a cool train shirt. So, yeah. <laughs> you think about that one, did you guess? Well, so my trick there would be to uh, hover five feet above the ground while playing the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, here's here's what I think you're you're forgetting. Like, Train sold a lot of albums. You could just get new friends who are Train fans, and it's not weird that you're always wearing their shirt. I don't think I want those friends. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the flying five feet above the ground is kind of a bummer though because yeah. you still have to watch out for stuff yeah. you don't get above buildings <laughs> you still basically have to be in a car even yeah. though you're kind of floating on the inside roof of it like it's really inconvenient no, no but he wants it for the scientific impact that it would have he could be I, studied i understand but i don't even better here's what you do yeah. you mock up a fake hoverboard and yeah. strap it to your feet <laughs> right what you do. six inches above the ground and everybody's minds just gets completely blown that finally is what you do back to the future is all we've been waiting for yeah Yes. This one, I'm not gonna lie, doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. All the rest, I felt like you could somewhat plausibly think about. This one, you're just gonna have to go with me here. Uh, you will be given a herd of beautiful, beautiful stallions. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That you control with hand signals. You will be like the Ant Man of horses. You will be Horseman. <laughs> okay. So not only do you get the herd of stallions, but they, you control them with some sort of hand signals. I haven't figured out yet. Just kind of run with it. In exchange, the only beverage you can ever consume, including water, is Diet Doctor Thunder. Oh <laughs> my god! Hey, that's a really good. Well, we've talked about this. Hey, Mike, have you ever had Diet Doctor Thunder? I've not had Diet Doctor Thunder. Let me just say, Mike. Before you make a decision, just so you have all the information, Diet Dr. Thunder is the Walmart version of Diet Dr. Pepper, and Ooh. it is the it is a superior soda to all sodas. Uh, I would rather have it rather than Coke Zero or anything, what? Mike. You are joking. So, so Jesse, it's a weird thing, but, but I'm telling you, Mike, you got to believe me but on Jesse, this. But Jesse, the only liquid he can drink is Diet Dr. Thunder, so would it have the... The health effects of only drinking diet doctor, or, or is it like like no, your white water? No, okay. no, we're back it to Lufric now. But right. but uh, fine. does he have to put it in a cereal? Yeah, everything. Everything. It's everything. the only Ooh. liquid. It enters his mouth. It isn't like a bite of an apple. You don't have to like dehydrate food. Right. <laughs> well, here's the deal. And this is important. Yeah. Animal husbandry is a serious obligation. <laughs> we can't dismiss that. It's tough enough to have two dogs. I can't imagine. The condition of my small yard with a herd of wild stallions. They're beautiful. Wild, beautiful stallions, They're beautiful. Michael. Beautiful. Beautiful as though they may be, that is more shoveling yeah. than I want to do in my life. But they have like. And I'm not a real soda fan. Uh, I found water invigorates me both in mind and body. <laughs> and therefore, I must decline the beautiful stallions to some other worthy uh. contender. 
for that mantle. That you are going so the wonderful. opposite way I've expected for all of these. Yeah. Yeah. One of these has been shocking. <laughs> Mike, but one of the stallions has like long, white, flowing hair and blue eyes. So... <laughs> How's that? Well, well, you're completely ignoring the thing that you control them with hand signals. Right. <laughs> I, I feel like you're not thinking this one through. You can email us back if you want us to re-record that because yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to make you look foolish. <laughs> yeah. I control my dogs with hand signals. It's not that gratifying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so final one, final one. And this one, I feel like how we introed it is going to be a tough decision for you. You are able to speak all languages <clears throat> ever spoken, but in exchange, your voice will exactly sound like the Disney character Goofy. <laughs> so that beautiful timber of yours is gone. But you can do the Goofy voice in every language. This is easily the most difficult choice of all presented to me. Well done. I've always uh, wished that I spoke more languages than I do that has obvious utility, not only in contemporary economics, but also in the ability to unlock secrets from antiquity. As we still have artifacts, historical artifacts with language whose context we don't fully understand. And therefore, I'd be able to make significant contributions to humanity's understanding of its own past and origins. Gosh, I found the Ark! But <laughs> 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 anyone take you seriously? It would sound like goofy. <laughs> and I gotta be honest, I put a not insignificant amount of my self-worth in the fact that I have a truly glorious voice already. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. And with that, I have to uh, Mike sound like Goofy. Oh, yeah. You have to. Yes. Yes. Humanity yes. needs you. Yes. Again, he chooses the he, greater good wow. over himself. Yeah. You're truly wow. a superhero. Oh man. Well, that was the debut edition of It's a trade-off. What a jingle. What, what a game. A that was really... Yeah. Mike, we learned a lot from you. Yes. Mike, thank you. I'm hey, a better person. You've got questions. I've got answers. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, if Mike. If you could just record kind of a half-hour nighttime loop for me and send it along, it would be super awesome. Uh, just thanks, guys. sweet little whisper. All right. See you, Mike. By the way, me and Jeremiah are turning that into a party ice-breaking game. Next Cards Against Humanity. We're trying to raise <laughs> 1.5 Bs on Kickstarter. So, open <laughs> up to you guys first. 1.5 Bs. Well, a lot happened this week. Aside from the lottery and our thought experiments, it's time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for In Case You Missed It. Bad news, serial fans. Uh oh. Did you hear what happened? No. In case you missed it, they announced <laughs> episodes are only going to come out every other week now. Not every week. Which I feel like no. the, the, the gap between episodes is already the biggest bummer about yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah. In the statement, they said, quote, we are changing the schedule so that now new episodes of season two will come out every other week instead of once a week. The story goes in so many directions. And as, we're, as we are reporting it, we're getting access to more of the key people close to Bergdahl's case and to more information than we initially thought we would, which is great. And which means we're going to be adding at least one extra episode to the series to do that, or at least to do it right. It'll take some time. Obviously this, this season two is, is uh, following the saga of right. the Bo Bergdahl trial and, and everything that happened there. 
so so it's kind of a it's kind of a, a trade off there. You yeah. know, it's like hey, really? we're going to give you an extra episode. Everybody's happy. Trade off is at least one every other week. So yeah, hmm. I take better reporting and more information over. And you've already- yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to like lose interest though, because it's hard to remember what happened two weeks ago. So do what I do. Just and wait do until what all I, of them are out. What, what I did for season one was I waited until it was a week before the finale, mm. yeah. and I listened to the entire series and yeah. then joined everybody for the finale. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it was exactly what you said. It was like watching Making a Murderer. I yeah. binged it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like the details you have to remember them. Right. I watched Making a Murderer all of it in one weekend this past weekend. I've only seen the first Friday night. I was up. I I had like I went out. I had stuff to do on Friday night, and I just stayed up till four a.m. watching it. Yep. And then and then I watched the next two Saturday night, and I was super tired. And I watched the the last two on Sunday. Yeah, we're we're finishing tonight. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's nuts. I love this, but I think hasn't ABC already optioned like a real crime show? Like this is a new this a new genre, and it's going to get diluted. Yeah, it's like because ABCs won't have been shot over ten years. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I mean, it's just like ah, it's going to it's kind of like hospital. dramas I think that's what Serial's running into it's like for the first series they had as long as they wanted it was groundbreaking right and then they just kind of when it was time they released it this one they're doing in it's like a band doing real time it's the sophomore album thing it is totally the sophomore attempt it's the sophomore attempt (laughs) so I'd rather it be good than them just keep burning through and hit a deadline it's like I'd rather it be stay awesome yeah I hope it's awesome I hope it's worth it yeah but I feel like we're spoiled by binge watching and binge listening like it's ruined our patience as viewers you know, like, I don't, and especially because making a murder is out right now and everyone's like blowing through it in a week or so because it's so compelling. It's like I said, it might be hard to stick with cereal every other yeah. week. In other news, relevant podcasts are switching to once a month, <laughs> once a month. So, uh, in other news, in case you missed it, it, normally, I mean, there's a lot of movie news all the time and movies coming up and whatever, but this one's interesting because of what the movie is, right? Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is now tagged to star in a new historical adventure called Free State of Jones. And uh, the first look of it has been released, and we'll play the clip here in a second. Here's the unique thing. It's based on actual events. The movie tells the story of a farmer who leads his own rebellion against the Confederate Army during the American Civil War. Oh, wow. Yeah. Eventually declaring his own independent state in Jones County, Mississippi. Uh, That's why it's called the Free State of Jones. Wow. Here's a clip of the trailer. children's children. This day forward. We declare the land north of Pascagoula Swamp to be a free state of Jones. They're poor farmers, deserters, who, frankly, sir, don't have much to lose. The winds are shifting. And you can't side with this guy. There's plenty left to fight for. Uh, the film hits theaters on May 13th. I, I'm actually pretty excited about this for two yeah. reasons. One, it looks like it's a really interesting story. But two, I feel like Matthew McConaughey, he's choosing like really interesting projects right now. Yeah. And e- even even if it was someone else starting it, I'd probably want to see it, even though I'm not like a big like Civil War fan. But the story <laughs> is one that I don't feel like I, was, I wasn't aware of. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's hot in Mississippi. Real hot. We sure. should take bets on, is he going to go shirtless at all? Oh. Mm. Absolutely. Would anyone say that he's not? I'll need yeah. to know that before I go see it. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Last night, literally, I was just, I was on my computer just uh, pricing out, maybe, maybe, maybe I go to Coachella this year. Mm, I thought because, you were going to say hot tubs. Because, well, I, 
Interesting point. Yeah. Uh, a hot tub is a thing I've always wanted to have, but you yeah. know, you, you don't really, you think like, I'm going to be into that the first week, mm. and then absolutely I'm never going to sit it, in that gigantic crock pot. It will lose the shine the quickly. Yeah. La, you know, this, last, year, last year we put a pool in, right. and uh, I had to make the decision, do you put a hot tub? Right. right. And yeah. I, made, I made the call not to right. for a very specific reason. I don't want to be that guy who has a hot tub. Yeah. 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 Because, oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's true. Because oh, yeah. like, I can't imagine the social scenario where I invite friends to join me in yeah. said hot tub. Right. There's no way that you can just say in a totally <laughs> to guys non-weird way, yeah. hey, let's, let's hey, go sit in the you, hot you tub. You want to come over and sit in the hot tub? I'm going to make can, you a dry martini. Well, We're going to go have a sit You know what's even more weird is if people are already over. Like they've already agreed to come over, but on a different pretense. Yeah. We're like watching yeah. the national championship game on yeah, Monday. Yeah. And then it's right. like, you know, the third quarter. Yeah, the game ends. It's exciting. Right. Hey, guys, listen. Uh... Right, I get the hot tub. Hot tub, uh, yeah. fired and, up. They, and they're like, "Hey, hey, hey, we didn't, uh, we didn't bring suits. I got them. Oh, I got some extras. Take a drag of his vape. No big deal. Let's head out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can only have hot tubs at vacation houses. That's yeah. the only time it's okay. I, I literally, exactly. I had this conscious decision. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't that much. Once, once the hole's getting dug, it's not yeah. that much more to add it on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy with the hot tub. The no, yeah. So, what, what percentage of hot tub owners are, are deviants? Ninety-eight percent. I will yeah, say to the hot tub people's point there is a difference between the standalone tub that's basically a crock pot that sits yeah. on your back yeah, patio you plug it in yeah, and you yeah. versus it like the net. one that's attached to your pool that has water filtration and and are you the person who just bought the house who had a hot tub not a deviant I, totally. are you the person who saved up money and put in a hot tub <laughs> like you had a hot tub fund yeah. For the right. hot tub. Yeah, you right. put a little bit away, you squirrel a little bit away every every paycheck yeah. for the for the hot tub. It is completely an issue of cleanliness and material to me. Right. Because sitting in a plastic bucket oh, with, gosh. with like it has like a purple light. You're like in a tepid pool of your own filth. Oh, and it gosh. never the water doesn't really re- it's superheated water camera. Nothing can live it's in. It's not there. superheated, it's like 104 degrees. Right. It's actually a Boiling. perfect temperature for just softening up some potatoes oh, in a pot God. roast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a crock pot. Right. No. Yeah. Good choice, Cam. Better way you. to not be that guy. I didn't yeah. want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah I got gotta, enough other guy things going on. Like gotta, he's that that, that blank fill in the yeah, blank guy. You're yeah. smoking you jacket. Yeah. Real quick. Why are we talking about hot tubs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What did I don't happen? Know, but because, I think I hate them because I because I, I research things on the internet at night when I'm alone and uh, and and Jeremiah yeah. just assumed I was researching. Hot Obviously, tubs. he's researching hot tubs. Uh, I wasn't last night. I was looking at when's Coachella. Right. How much does it yeah. cost to get out to Coachella? Right. How far away is Palm Springs from LAX? Right. Those sorts of things. Where is California? But guess what. Coachella is launching a New York City-based festival this summer. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Is that the one where Guns N' Roses is going to be? No. no. Same same people. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Same organization. Yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. So, like, the Coachella that's happening in April out in uh, Palm Springs, is, like, has Guns N' Roses reuniting, LCD Sound System, Sufjan, Ellie Golding, Run the Jewels, Foles, Churches, Vince Staples, Calvin Harris, everybody you'd want to see. Literally just everyone who's been. It's a phenomenal the festival. sophomore attempt is headlining. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's going to be called Panorama, and it's going to be held oh, at cool. Randall's Island Park. Park, which is the same location as the Governor's Ball concert. Uh, in a press release, they said, the inaugural event will present three days of top-tier musical performances, dynamic art installations, innovative technology, and some of New York City's best local oh, eats. The lineup cool. hasn't been announced yet, but the dates will be July 22nd through 24th, so the week before oh, Lala. Isn't that like, really hot that's... and miserable in New York during July? <laughs> yeah, but you're on an island. There's a little cross breeze. What's maybe? the big deal with yeah. going to New York instead of L.A., though? I mean, it's just a couple more hours on a plane. 
uh, two hours versus six. Plus, then you cheaper. have to drive two and a half hours to Palm Springs. Uh, Doesn't Palm Springs have an airport like Bob Hope Airport? Yeah, but it's two hundred and forty dollars to fly to LAX from Orlando direct. But if you fly to Palm Springs from Orlando, it's eight hundred and seventy dollars. You know more oh. about airports than I expected you to, Eddie. Oh, I travel. Yeah, Bob sure, <laughs> and, and plus it's two different things. Like Coachella is like a desert festival right. where you know the the one in new york is like an urban it's like the difference between going to like Lollapalooza and bonnaroo i think yeah. that's you know? been my bias and i've been a, like itching to get out west and it's so, like i've yeah. loved i love the urban festival thing yeah. what Lollapalooza does in the heart of downtown is just perfect yeah uh, chicago because every you have the city there and the festival the whole thing where everybody's camping and they're muddy and they're gross and they're dirty and his porta potty is over full and yeah. like it's that's just hot not tubs a, just <laughs> hot tubs everywhere yeah yeah uh in case you missed it this is big news in uh the world of Christian children's fiction entertainment. Sure. <laughs> oh, is Boz back? <laughs> <laughs> My best friend is green. He lives in a tree. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> it's like they, there was like a Christian Barney, and his name is Boz, and what? he's actually really great. <laughs> My girls love him, and I love that guy. Did, is Boz your own creation? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> his name is Boz, spelled B O Z. Coming to yeah, this keep world singing of the fun. song we've never heard, and maybe it'll trigger something. Boss. Somebody will, somebody will know what I'm That song about. sounds terrible. Anyhow, <laughs> I guess this is like they don't have anything to say about him, so they just spell his name. Right. <laughs> That's really hurtful. Learned, <laughs> learned a lot about identify Boz. Like a kid, what association do you have with Boz? Like at least with Barney's a purple dinosaur. We yeah. get it. Boz. He's B-O-Z, boss. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, did Barney teach the kids about the joy of giving and not just receiving for Christmas? Probably. Of course Barney didn't. Boz did. Boz is the best. Is that <laughs> but, what this is but about? Sh- but shouldn't parents teach their children? Yes. Not the if they've got a TV. Just teach your kid. <laughs> I just put both the girls down and daddy's got a t- hot tub out in the patio. I got work to do, sweetheart. <laughs> you talking about uh, the Boz as in Bosworth? No, not Brian Fort- Bosworth. Okay. No, it's, was, a, it's his Netflix uh, children's show. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, the Chronicles of Narnia is coming back, oh, but oh. it's not going to be bad. That's Finally, the, we think like the books. That's like how like the, the no, 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 <laughs> like yeah. maybe the first couple of movies. Yeah, it was right. Yeah. So, so the, the six years after the conclusion of the big screen trilogy of the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, and the Voyage of the Don Treader, a movie version of C.S. Lewis's classic fantasy series is back in the works. Though technically, the Silver Chair will be a sequel. It's essentially going to be a reboot of the franchise because the story is. Way later, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, like 50 years it's later. like fifty years after the first. Yeah, the, the kids are dead. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. yeah, children are listening. Yeah, right. producer Mark Gordon said it's all going to be. A, yeah, spoiler alert. Nice. Uh, it's all going to be a brand new franchise, all original, all original characters, different directors, an entire new team that it's coming from. Yeah, so, it's like a nice way of saying it's not going to suck. Yeah, he's like basically saying, please don't judge us based on the first three. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, so. well, the, the the rights were bought back from Walden Media, who did the first three. So yeah. this oh. is literally the producers, yeah. the directors. The whole team, the oh, creative yeah. minds behind it are completely separate. Mm. Kind of like Batman getting rebooted. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. M. Night Shyamalan's doing this one. <laughs> right. But this one, actually, I I was not excited about the first three movies, but this one, I'm actually very intrigued the direction it's going to go. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. intrigued as well. Uh, speaking of intrigued, uh, in the sports world, uh, comedy genius Will Ferrell has yes. just announced that his newest venture yeah. is being co-owner of the Los Angeles Football Club, a major league a uh, soccer expansion team that will begin competition in 2018. How exciting cool. is that? Awesome. Yeah. Soccer, a- Jesse, getting huge.
huge. And, but I'm saying Will Ferrell is the perfect sports owner. The, yeah. the funny thing is yes. at the press conference where they unveiled the team's logo, uh, <laughs> Will told the reporters, this is not a joke. I'm actually <laughs> a member of this fine ownership group. <laughs> Though uh, he added that he hasn't partly owned anything since his 1984 Toyota Camry. There was a headline that I saw somebody put somewhere that was like, Will Ferrell uh, photobombs owners gathering. They didn't realize. <laughs> it's like saying, no, no, no. He's, no, he's part owner. He's an owner. Well, that's, that's like funny. the Miami Dolphins. Gloria Estefan's a part owner. Yeah. And all those little Miami, probably Don Johnson. I don't sure. know. All the yeah. Miami celebrities. What's that guy's name? The Pitbull? Yeah. <laughs> he's probably. You didn't forget Pitbull's name. No, I was, Stop what was his it. real name or what were we talking about on the show that one time? Dale. Pitbull Dale. Dale. Dale Pitbull Robinson. Dale. The shot glasses are right behind <laughs> oh, you. Oh, that's right. Dale. Yeah. Does, Cameron, you would know this. Justin Timberlake, is he a part owner of the of, Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah. Oh, and no. then is Drake, he? Does, does he have ownership in the Raptors or is he just a big fan? Drake was, I believe, given uh, like a 1% stake for being the kind of a spokesperson yeah. and whatever of the Toronto Raptors. Jay-Z famously kind of started this trend a few years ago by yeah. buying a 1% of the New Jersey Nets, which became the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. He's since sold that share. Oh, really? So he can be a sports agent. What you can't own a team like and be a sports agent. Oh, I, yeah, that's that. true. <laughs> I follow basketball. In your head, whoa. But yeah. Will Ferrell, there you go, breaking over into the soccer world. And soccer yeah. preseason starting in less than a month, Jess. Uh-huh. And David uh, David Beckham, it. I believe, is going to be a, a yeah. owner of the he plays soccer, Miami Jesse. team that they're trying to get. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, this is exciting. So there you go. Taking over. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, you got something from relevantmagazine.com that happened this week? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people should go and read the feature, The Surprisingly Depressing Experience of Going Viral. It's a super interesting story because it's the guy you may have seen the video. He was out jogging like a week ago in a rainstorm and came across a weather guy. And it was, it was you know, cold and rainy. So he had his shirt off. And the weatherman came over to interview him. And suddenly he became like this overnight viral sensation. He got people were saying he should be on The Bachelor. One outlet said he's the wow. sexiest man alive. It, the, the video had millions of views, and he was doing talk shows and interviews, basically overnight fame, right? Uh, in a really kind of weird way, too, yeah. like jogging shirtless, right? Um, in the cold, in the cold, in the cold, yeah, at night. But he kind of took it with a a grain. He was getting marriage proposals. Wow. It was an insane story that a lot of people on the he mentioned he was single as a joke in the newscast right yeah like yeah. he kind of ironically said yeah i'm single yeah. just totally joking in the moment of being interviewed unexpectedly during a jog right um so it turns out this guy his name is ethan renault is a was a student at moody bible institute and is a really uh committed christian and he actually wrote about the experience in the aftermath of what happened in the last couple weeks and basically it's are you, it's the most profound story you'll ever read about shirtless jogging. <laughs> he talks about how, uh, this is a good quote from his article, humans have an innate desire for fame and recognition. We crave an endless amount of fawning and attention. And in this digital age where likes are a measure of worth, this is exponentially more true. Receiving a, flooding, uh, receiving a flood of attention reminded me that our desire for these things are misplaced, though. And he talks about th- this really spiritual conundrum he had in light of of all the attention he was getting and how it not only left him unfulfilled, but it was sort of a jarring experience that led him back 
to the idea that God is is who deserves our attention. And when we when we have a desire to be known and valued, that that's a, a spiritual impulse, but it can easily get misplaced, especially when you go viral and in, in, in something crazy happening. So, a super interesting story with, uh, like I said, a surprising amount of spiritual insight considering the origins of the viral video. Awesome. Well, you can check that out at relevantmagazine.com. That'll do it for In Case You Missed It. It's time for entertainment releases. Music coming out on Friday, January 22nd. Savages is coming out with Adore Life. I like Savages. Yeah. It's it's a nice contrast. They're savages, but they want to adore, adore life. life. They, right. It's an optimistic album. Yeah, they're pillaging, but still, we're enjoying ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we're not taking it too serious. <laughs> no, no, no. A no, lighthearted no. album from Savages. Yeah, yeah we're it. just trying to conquer new lands. But <laughs> you know what? I love being around you guys. You're good friends. <laughs> the Besnard Lakes is coming out with a Coliseum Complex Museum. Oh. Bethel Music is coming out with Have It All. Tinder Sticks is coming out with The Waiting Room. And Megadeth is coming out with Dystopia. Oh, Megadeth. Yeah, I'm excited. Be just in time for the girl's birthday. And, uh, get, get one of the girls a new Megadeth album. Now, Dave Mustaine has a super interesting story. I think it was actually covered in a few issues, uh, relevant a few years ago. But yeah. I'm trying to remember if he... Hat was originally a Christian, then, you know, all Megadeth and Metallica, who, who he was involved with in the early days. But anyway, he's like rediscovered faith yeah. in late years, which is super interesting considering he's arguably one of the most important figures in heavy metal. the history yeah. of heavy metal. So, like, yeah. we don't we don't really cover the Megadeth beat very closely, but it was about three, four years ago, we, we had an incredible conversation with him, and he talked about his, he is sold-out Christian, the lead singer of Megadeth. And, uh, and, and, and like Jesse said, it's kind of like something he's come to in in, in recent years um uh, so it's gonna be interesting cool. to see how dystopia shapes up yeah yeah and you know he he was instrumental in the formation of metallica too so Crazy. i mean a yeah. really culturally important dude yep there you go movie releases coming out on friday january 22nd the fifth wave is coming out it's uh four waves oh, yeah. of increasingly deadly attacks have left most of earth decimated uh, oh no there's a fifth wave so that, that's coming out. It that looks preview. like the worst. I that do not like so those. Annoying. I don't like yeah. those types of movies. Yeah, the boy is coming out. Uh, it is. Hold yeah. on, are we are we yet in the terrible movie season? Or are we still in <laughs> decent yeah. movie season? This is where they dump a lot of the yeah, ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, the good ones sneak in at the end of the year for for the holidays and then right. Oscars. Right. This is where they dump them pre-Oscars, and then the Oscar ones will come back to the theaters, and then you got the spring ones, and you're on your they way to summer blockbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that did well in the Oscars, they'll usually have a re-release right after the Oscars for a few I weeks. I have never yeah. noticed that. Yeah. And you can go see the ones you didn't see. <laughs> you know, like, a lot of them I mean, the studios that. will make money. Yeah. I did know. that for the artist. I Did you really? Oh, that one was good. That one was good. Mm-hmm. I wait for the iTunes Oscar season where I can just buy them and watch them on planes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, also coming out, Dirty Grandpa, Zac Efron, and, and uh, Robert, De Niro. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. I saw that preview. What is going on with that guy? I, I know don't. we talked about the intern, but how does he get to be Robert De Niro? Where everybody it's still like, it's like we're supposed to, but like he walks into a room and he would still turn heads, and even and like, he's yeah. so esteemed, he's like yeah. Prince or something. Everybody'd yeah. be like, "Whoa, it's Robert yeah. De Niro." He was Raging Bull and Taxi yeah. Driver. Right. He was yeah. like in he played like in Godfather Two. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he yeah. still gets that. Yet he also is in like Can the do intern Grandpa. and Brand- Bad yeah. Grandpa. 
Yeah, he can do Coppola or or Scorsese, but he can also do Zac Efron. Yeah, right. he has, is there yeah. anybody else who can pull that off without us I, judging them? I mean, you he's know? like can be totally you know, in both of those worlds. You know worlds. where it started was Meet the Parents. It was, and he was pretty funny in that. That first one was um, great, and right. then after that, it was just he gave up. He's just yeah. doing that guy over and over again. He did a lot done, of those, like, but weird... he's done good movies since then. I can't think of he's one. D- Hmm. Well, the intern. Nothing. Well, no. The, he, all, his David one. Russell movies are good when he plays in David Russell. Yeah, yeah David you know. Russell. Yeah, when I he think, was in Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. He's yeah. a critical gambler. Yeah, basically, yeah. anytime he's with Bradley Cooper and yeah, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. I think he's getting close though to needing to do one like Amazing. critically acclaimed performance. He needs to make his Matthew McConaughey comeback. Yeah, the McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he needs to do what Ian McKellen did. Because yeah. Ian McKellen just did Magneto and Gandalf, and as suddenly he's back in pop culture, and he does yeah. he just did Mr. Holmes, which is really good. But yeah, but like, but De Niro never left pop culture. He's got a new movie coming out. It's yeah. just like it's the yeah. esteem and caliber right. of right. his uh, craft. Yeah. Yeah. He needs right. to go out like for thinking about his legacy. One crazy yeah. indie like flick that just for, blows people's minds, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then right. he can go do another two years of. Well, isn't, that, isn't that the thing like back like entourage or whatever it's like that's kind of like it was exposed that that's kind of the hollywood model you like you go and have your mega blockbuster right. aquaman popcorn, and aquaman too and then right. you can that gives you the leeway to do your yeah yeah your passion thing, projects yeah. one your, for me one for them yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's just like daenerys doing them all for them right now yeah. queen's boulevard right you, you know who i was thinking about <laughs> this recently with it's weird they're having this conversation is that like right now, like Chris Pratt is is the blockbuster guy, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is doing the sequel to that. He's doing the Jurassic World franchise. Right. He's doing Passenger with which is like a sci big budget sci fi movie. Yeah. He's doing uh, the new uh, Gunslinger movie. That's like a big blockbuster. But a guy like him, I feel like at some point, like Cameron's saying, you need to go out and do the risky yeah. indie to kind of show your range. But he's a guy that I have a hard time seeing that with. Well, you know who's yeah. who's a, among that ilk that is uh, Channing Tatum? He's got all these successful movies, and now he's coming out in the new Coen Brothers movie. He was also yeah. just in Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight. Right. How does he do that? Like, how do you how did get out from doing Magic Mike? And step up. And still get to and be step in a twi- Step up is the real one. He's 21 so Jump terrible. Street is what did it, because yeah. he showed he can kind of lampoon and make fun of himself yeah. for being a big yeah. goof. Yeah. But then he did Jupiter Ascending and just made everyone hate him. So, <laughs> What do you know? Oh. He's, a, he's a film buff. That's interesting. It's one of my yeah. most pleasant surprises about You get like him. a magazine or something? Or you yeah, get a I, website? Get, I get Film Buff Magazine. I got. <laughs> I was getting Buff Film Magazine first and that was a way different thing. Very, so. He yeah. reads it every, every Sunday night. He reads a new edition in his hot tub. Yeah, buff, buff Film Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for entertainment releases uh, the, in case you missed it and uh, the trade-off. Your, your your lottery update. There you go. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. You're listening to The Wombats. The song is Headspace. The song is always playing in... Yeah, just right in your headspace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Mute Math with the song Best of Intentions, which was how they approached this album. Um, <laughs> all the song you're going to hear on this week's episode are songs from artists that appear in the current issue of Relevant. There oh. you go. So a little, little tie-in, a little allusion to the segment coming up uh, after Slices, where we tell you about the new issue oh, and yeah. all about it. There you go. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? 
Okay, so coming up soon this uh, spring, ABC is going to be debuting a new show called Of Kings and Prophets, which is a serialized drama uh, set in the Old Testament times that tells the story of David and Saul. Hmm. So, uh, you know, we've seen kind of a lot of biblical adaptations that have been hits on TV, but this one might be going in a little bit different direction. Uh, One of the show's creators was recently interviewed in Variety and said that some of the material that they are filming for this is so edgy and sometimes explicit that they might do a special unrated online version that is basically too... uh, the story of David too hot for TV. Yeah. Uh, it was sort well, of framed as almost was, like his story is a little, little, a little hot, a little racy, right? <laughs> yeah, but you can say a lot without saying it. He right. in biblical times would be a guy who had a hot tub. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got him in some trouble. Right. Yeah. A drama. And here, here's what uh, Adam Cooper, one of the the show's creators, said. He said, uh, you know, on TV, how much skin or sexuality can we show? I think it can in its pure. Uh, I think we can show it in the pure form, but I think we're really talking about subtle distinctions between an online and broadcast version mm-hmm. where he says, you know, online, it's not like they're going to be showing people's heads cut off, but it's not going to cut away uh, during some of the more racy parts of the show, which obviously you can depict or at least reference actions without showing them in explicit ways. But it sounds like for this Bible story, they're kind of going Game of Thrones style uh, with a version that's going to be playing online. Weird. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Is this the first time that there's been a broadcast show and they changed it for the online viewing? I uh, I, I don't. It's it's a new phenomenon. I I think there's been. uh, I mean, this would change TV. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would change the way people approach, especially network TV, because a lot of people are, you know, a lot of the the most recognized shows right now are on HBO. Uh, You know, Showtime had a couple that were nominated in the Golden Globes, uh, where that's the model, where it's unfiltered and sometimes explicit. Uh, But this is a a network. This isn't even a cable show. This isn't like AMC. This is ABC. It's almost setting the precedence that this is going the music industry radio model, where the real art is uncensored. Right. And yeah. then the radio slash broadcast version is is a censored version of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting precedence. Huh. And, and the great irony is they're, the one that is kind of breaking the mold is a Bible story. Yeah, right. yeah that is interesting. Well, you know? it's a, I mean, it's a crazy story. Yeah, it is yeah. crazy story. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to imagine a version of the, the story of David that isn't at least a strong PG four uh, or you know TV fourteen, yeah. much less TVMA right. or whatever they're gonna do it's online. A hard, which, it's a hard R, right? Yeah, yeah. hard yeah. R, absolute hard R online. Yeah. I just want to be like <laughs> the hardest R. I, I just don't want to be gratuitous. Like no, I don't want to be just like for rating. Yes, yes, like Game of Thrones or yeah. like yeah. like when. Have you ever seen Game of Thrones? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen like I all of them. But I saw four minutes of one once and yeah. said, nah, not for me. Yeah, I saw one of the early ones. I don't really I didn't like... want to be the guy with the hot tub and watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. You know? I saw, there was a lot of blood and guts. I'm not a blood and guts guy. And I've heard there's a lot of sex in it too. Yeah, yeah I heard like that too. a lot of naked yeah. time. Um, say a lot of naked time? Yeah. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's, that's, and it's that's com- how adults I say heard, it, I guess. I heard it comes out of nowhere too. It's just like, whoa, okay. It's yeah, not like so. there's a countdown clock. Yeah. Hey, in 10 seconds, you're either going to want to get out of the room or have a regret. On the broadcast version, there's the countdown clock. Yeah. But 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 obviously, great Game of Thrones is fiction, so a lot of that stuff is in there for the entertainment value sure. of it. Where yeah, you don't have to be gratuitous in the story, David. But this is a well, a, a violent. But I mean, we learned with AD. I mean, there's only certain number of you know 
references and you got to fill in the gaps with dramatic fictional license, you know? And so that's where they would probably go, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'm not a fan of, uh, censoring, but I, there are times when I think it forces the writer to do a better job. Like, um, this is probably a bad example, but South Park with (laughs) South Park, like the South Park movie, I didn't enjoy as much because they had free reign to do whatever. And it felt like it was just like, oh, I get it. They just cross all the time now. And that's like the shtick. Whereas South Park, the show, I feel like they have to try to be a little more clever. I agree. It's really a bad, probably a bad example. But like, I I, I set aside morality or Christian ethics and, and, and it's like kind of like intelligent people have a broader vocabulary and unintelligent people use profanity to kind of like express things i mean it, right. honestly mm. i mean you look at that that's why like intellectuals kind of don't really use that as a vice you know yeah and it's like they have yeah and i'm just nervous about like the sexual part of it it's like you can just say or allude to well, it he but had like, a harem i know, you know but I mean? it's like what else do you need to know I, yeah. don't, I don't have to take a walk through the Obviously harem. the Bathsheba thing. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't have to see him and Bathsheba engaging in, in an affair. but in a tickle fight. Again, just <laughs> referencing it, it is not family-friendly material. Yeah, you know? that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's, that's, and on the censor beat, that's Jesse Carey. All right. <laughs> what do you have, Tiffany? Me? Beep. So, um, has anyone heard about the newest fragrance available to um, to Russians? <laughs> It's called Stallion. It's no, <laughs> close, kind of. It's called Leader Number One, and it is inspired by none other than Vladimir Putin. So, <laughs> I don't want to smell like Putin. You know what I'm saying? I know. The irony is not lost on me. Trust me. But there is a master perfumer. Is um, somebody here, Putin? Yeah. <laughs> his, Very his name, nice. His Thanks, name Dad. that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. He took six months of careful research and constructed this fragrance that he describes it as a warm, woody scent. Question: D- yeah. Has he ever met Putin? Has he ever That's smelled a good him in person? I don't know. Yeah. He I, said he said observations. I don't know if it's like so he's it's like watching he's, his movements. He saw the picture of him on a shirtless on a horse. He right. yeah. yeah yeah okay. The, uh, but, but but you but so the the scent is more the conception like the idea. Yes, the of idea Vladimir of Putin. Putin. It's not, not it's this a, is a warm, his, his odor. It's not like yeah. after twelve years ago after I met Bono. I could have actually made a scent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Inspired by Bono. If you watched right. him, yeah. I mean, if you met him or if you watched him and was just like, he seems like he'd be like a, he'd smell like pomegranate and sunflowers and I'm yeah, going to make a scent Bono. based on that's that. Bono. You that's know what I mean? That's Bono. Yeah. 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 And leather. So it's, it's and fish, leather. And, fish and chips. <laughs> so the <laughs> first <laughs> word they used to describe Vladimir Putin from Russia. I think it's Putin. I think it's Putin. P-E-A-U. Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. Get unknown them gravy fries. Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Putin. The first word they described Literally, is... the KGB is now your yeah. mark. Be careful. <laughs> Somebody gave us some pretty harsh feedback the last time we mentioned Mother yeah. Russia. Yeah, that's true. You've reignited uh, a Cold War. Right. Or a private Cold War. Thanks a lot, Or a killed war, as he would pronounce right. it. So the first word they described him as is warm. Warm. That's number one word is yeah. warm. It's Second, oaky. It's right. oaky. It's an oaky afterbirth. Warm. It would make <laughs> your scent warm. <laughs> no, literally, it burns a little. <laughs> <laughs> very unpleasant. Yeah, it's yeah. just gasoline. That's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. I was like... But, the, uh, the panther one from yeah. Anchorman. Yeah. Yes. Bits of real panther in it. Yeah. <laughs> it got it got me thinking about other leaders that should probably have sense. All right. So yeah. what are some of the other leaders? So I have two other ones that I think that should be made immediately. But I don't know what the sense should be. I just I have names for them. Just freestyle. Yeah. So we've got Kim Jong un, Essence of Un. Nice. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Buy that everywhere. Macy's. You'd never know what it smells like and yes. you could never find it, but you know it exists. So the rule <laughs> there though is that everyone in North Korea has to wear the Kim Jong 
Essence, oh. essence of Un. Essence of Un. That's the role. So we wanted to smell like laundry. <laughs> yes. Instead. Yeah. Okay. So the next one for President Obama, Freedom Sense. What oh, would it smell nice. like? It, well, that's a good question. Maybe magnolias. When I think of him, I think of like fresh, think, fresh flowers. Not strength or civility or I don't know. He cigarettes. Seems, he does smoke or did. <laughs> he does? Yeah. yeah. Until recently. Right. He was like chomping gum or that's something okay. for a while. Jed Bartlett smoked and he was like the yeah. best president we've he's ever like, had. He's like yeah. our best American president yeah. <laughs> from the West Wing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw it on a cruise. Yeah. Marathon. <laughs> oh, really? Nice, wow, nice cruise. Just watching TV in your cabin all, the whole time? Like all seven seasons? Uh, no. But I mean, that's how I got introduced was in this major marathon and never left the room. In fact, he should have a scent. Jet Bartlett? Jet Jet Bartlett. What would it be? Bartlett for America. Like cinnamon? It'd be like cinnamon? Everything. You know, I think it it would, yeah, it'd have to be like a spicy, like like a, like a, almost smell like an old fashioned. Right. He's just the the Arctic old spice. It's like that. An old fashioned. Yeah, that's the Jed Bartlett. Arctic old. Yeah. Yeah. I I could. Just very, just somewhere on the old spice spectrum. So your slice, you know. I, I three, four, five hundred thousand people listening. Yeah. The message you want to bring to them yeah. is, yeah, yeah. There's a, a, a scent about a world leader. Yes, yes. and I have and an idea have for more. others. Yes. yes, yes. Okay. All right. Just check. I it. don't know if it's helpful, but Jesse and I are planning to come into some money pretty soon, and I oh, think great. we'd both be willing to throw you some wanna, some bees over throw, to my way. I'd love to throw yeah. some bees your yeah. way. Uh, our, our card <laughs> game called the Trade Off uh, yes. is going to make some serious bees. <laughs> oh man, bring them bees for days, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you have, Eddie? Um, you guys know I lived in Seattle for a couple of years and love Seattle. It smells like coffee. Coffee. Rain. That just, would be your scent. Yeah. It's just an emi- yes. Coffee rain. Coffee is, rain. That right. would be scaldingly hot. That'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah, my my scent has to be applied boiling oh. hot. It's just <laughs> perfect. No, no, no. You, you warm it up in a hot tub. Mm-hmm. Yes, 104 oh. degrees. You just yeah. have a big yeah hot tub yeah. that you just dip your mug in while you're sitting in there. Bathe yeah. in that. Um, and so um, one of the great things to come out of Seattle, besides the coffee and the people, the food and everything, is obviously a lot of good music. Sure, we know many of them. They're well, they're best known artist is Nirvana uh, Dave Matthews Band oh, and when Dave Matthews Band comes out of there Alice in Chains Macklemore more recently also Megadeth uh, really no I don't know oh, that's probably Kenny G Kenny G oh, wow. Kenny oh. Loggins Mike Fleet, McCargue. You know, Fleet Foxes Mud Honey well one new resident of Seattle found out the hard way of another famous Seattle musician this music no the man moved from let's see where did he move from oh from El Paso to Seattle to go to school this gentleman's name was Jonathan Nichols so Jonathan moves to Seattle to go to school and uh, does what everybody does so he changes his phone number gets a new phone number all of a sudden starts getting a couple texts starts getting a couple phone calls starts getting a couple pictures and I'm gonna have to kind of walk six seven five three <laughs> oh nine you're getting warmer now I'm gonna have to walk through a minefield here because this is uh we don't want to have to release the online version of this right. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is is uh, he started to get wait 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 one eight hundred mix a lot he started to get backstage passes. He did not get 1-800-MIX-A-LOT. He got homemade beats and calls from luxury car dealerships and, of course, photos sent from women. He had gotten <gasps> Sir Mix-A-LOT's old phone number. No. His actual phone number. The his actual. Old. Not, not, not 1-800-MIX-A-LOT in the song. No, 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 no. The actual, his Sir actual Mix, cell phone number. Sir Mix-A-LOT lives in Seattle and actually like got his old <laughs> phone number. And so this guy, all of a sudden, his phone starts blowing up because apparently Mix-A-Lot, his move is that he gives his phone number out 
and, and people send him all sorts of things related what? to some of his past musical ventures. No. Once, and the quote from Sir Mix a lot was they asked, uh, I just call him Mix, but right. they asked Mix about it, and he goes, Are you serious? That poor fella. And his advice to Sir Mix a lot's advice to Jonathan was don't check any text messages in front of your wife. That would be the first thing. Uh-huh. Tell them that any really like you know, adult pictures uh yeah see he starts tickle, quoting his tickle, own song here pictures. he right. said basically uh at that point when you start getting too many of those just go get a new phone number so mix a lot <laughs> apparently has a graveyard of old phone numbers that once they blow up too much they get so this guy you is, know you can block things well he's work he was working on it and he finds out that it was sir mix a lot's birthday and all of a sudden everybody starts Texting him, happy birthday, Sir Mix a lot. Here's the, where it gets a little <laughs> they, bit shady. They don't call him Mix like you do, right? Well, no, yeah. because that's because yeah. we're kind yeah. of pals. Um, right. But the problem with this is, and there's a couple of holes in the story. First of all, this guy, this kid that got the phone number, is keeping it. He's like, because <laughs> I think it's hilarious, and it's like, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. that's totally that's why you're why keeping it's it. It's hilarious. Yeah, for just 10 real, minutes. you know, just a real yeah. funny joke. I think he, you know. Like the phone number. Right. Um, the second part of it that is completely ridiculous to me is not just that he is keeping the phone number, but that it took him eight months to figure out that it was Sir Mix-a-Lot's phone. So he never texted back and said, hey, who were you trying to reach? I don't know you. I mean, but he so, just said save image. So right. he waited until <laughs> so we started getting a lot of birthday texts saying happy birthday, Sir Mix a lot. He realized he had Sir Mix a lot's number, but it wow. took eight months. So this guy, the there is holes all through this story. But I thought that was totally hilarious that this guy in Seattle that got Sir Mix a lot's old phone number. And but, but, so so here's my question: If yeah. someone texts you like, yeah. "Hey, do you want backstage passes to?" You know, this new Coachella in New York. Yeah, and if you text back, yes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's a done deal. It doesn't matter that they thought you were someone else. Am I yeah. right? Like, legally, I got the backstage pass. Yes. yes that yeah, is yeah. I don't know about legally, but... I don't know that the like Panorama a- Festival is trying to get Sir Mix-a-Lot to hang out backstage. <laughs> right. It's hypothetical. You know what? Oh, okay. Can it's we call thotic. Size Mike back? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't like... Because I like. I just, get to the bottom of this one. I just got a text this morning from a number that I don't know that I think I just didn't save, but it's like, hey, man, what's your address? I wouldn't. I'm not even going to respond to that. <laughs> no. Like, there's no way. Much less people sending like, me. Who did this new phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I totally will do that. That's a good response. Um, but the fact that this kid just kept the phone and just kept receiving these texts and is now not getting rid of it, and it's a new story, and Sir Mixlot knows about it, is hilarious to me. So I like that Sir Mixlot is totally cool with it. He's like, yeah, no, just, it's like he knows. I mean, yeah. he's like, I've, yeah, there's probably 15 people. Yeah, out there. This yeah, is yeah. The first this time. Is, this yeah. is one of my old burners. <laughs> <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't my first rodeo. I yeah. saw the wire. I, yeah, I, saw the wire. I know about burners. <laughs> I saw the wire. <laughs> On yep. a cruise. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Jesus Culture joins us. They all still have their original phones. That's what's awesome <laughs> about Jesus Culture. <laughs> Same phone number they've had since middle school. No big deal. <laughs> and email addresses and AIM name. Oh my gosh, Absolute, I'm so mm. glad I don't have the same email address as I did in high school. Actually, last night somebody <laughs> somebody emailed me and said, "Hey, can I get your brother's email address real quick?" So I pulled up the contact card I had for my brother, and uh, it was a Hotmail account. Yeah, nice. and so I uh, I texted him. I was like. You start using the Hotmail email, and he's like, "And he no, it's Gmail now." Yeah, I mean, yeah. you gotta shed the Hotmail era. Yeah, you know, my my email address was horserider three seventeen mm-hmm. at cfl dot dot com. What in that the was world? My email address. Horserider. Horserider. I took horse riding lessons when uh. I was in high school. English saddle. What does that mean? She likes stallions. English she saddle. The, the, the saddles side are smaller. Saddle. 
and you know you do like competitions where you jump over the little things. Did you do them? Y- yes. You, you can jump dumb. a horse, huh? I don't. I got bucked off a horse, so she then can I don't control, ride horses anymore. She can control a herd of stallions with her <laughs> with, hands. With yeah. my mind. Wow. You, you yeah. got to get right back on the horse after you get yeah. bucked I off. I did, and then I and then I was like, okay, I did it. No more. Okay, Chris. Yeah. Isn't that what the movie Eight Seconds was about? That's, a, that's exactly I right. Think, yeah. I think yeah. it's almost exactly that. I think if you, I think if you're on for eight seconds, you've mastered it. But isn't it weird that how like yeah, when emails initially came out, you just picked one random piece of trivia about, about yourself, yourself yeah. and right. make that the single identifier mm-hmm. of how people will communicate with you digitally. I was shortboard shortboard writer. You were not. <laughs> yeah, shortboard writer 87. <laughs> was, that, was that a skateboarding reference no, or no, it was a, a surf, surfing I, reference? I, thought, oh, I didn't know how to surf, but I wanted people to think I could. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, awesome. was that like a, your Amazing. chat room name or was that an email Both. address? And my AIM name. Yeah. 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 Wow. I was uh, E3 Gator. Nice. Because I was into the Gators and I'm that's saying, my name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you ever have like a Magic Fan 22 or anything? No, I, I never had any weird names. I mean, like, I was doing inter- like internet in the late 90s. Cameron at earthlink.net. Yeah, it was kind of, but back then, like, there were no other cameras. So it was like Cameron 3. I got a Gmail address. It's still my primary Gmail address. You guys all use, use it. it. Use but it. it's a very, um, like, I got Gmail right at the beginning when it was an invite. And so it's a very easy Me to too. guess. I get a ton of random, like, homeowners association emails, like, yeah. hey, Ed, love your opinion today on the drainage system for whatever. <laughs> and then just, like, so, full prints. And I always I reply to stuff all the time. Who dis? New email. <laughs> who, who dis? New email. Yeah. I, I, I was like, Cameron, like, I, I got email back in the 90s, and it was nothing. That like identifies my email address to the night. It was it was Ross and Rachel forever. Uh, <laughs> and like, I mean, I think it's still pretty good. I mean, <laughs> it's it's actually when he joined our staff, he has Ross and Rachel forever at relevantmediagroup.com. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, is a, a lot of a lot of interesting. You know, the the sophomore team used to blow that thing up. <laughs> you sign up for their MySpace mailing list. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Huge huge mistake. That's why I abandoned all of my friends related email. Addresses, thanks to the sophomore team. There were numerous. Good call. All right, that's the different slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Jesus Culture. Listening to Waves, the song is way too much. Actually, Wave Fs. Wave of those. <laughs> yeah, it's waves, waves with two Vs, not to Double be confused Vs. with too many waves. Right. Too many Vs in the waves. So, way too much, letter V. Got it. Yes. <laughs> waves, way too much, letter V. There you go. Well, this week's performance is uh, sponsored by my favorite shaving company in all the world. Yeah. Mine, too. Harry's. Guys, 2016 is here. It's a new year, it's a fresh start. Have you been thinking about New Year's resolutions? Well, here's one that's a no-brainer. How about this? Stop overpaying for a great shave. Boom. 
It's a great Whatever. resolution. You can keep that yeah. if you go to harrys.com. Harry's razors offer a high quality shave that's better for your face and your wallet. It's about half the price of the other big branded blades and they ship free to your front door. The starter set is an amazing deal. For 15 bucks, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Why pay 32 bucks for an eight pack of blades when it's half the price at Harry's? On average, an everyday shaver saves $150 each year on blades using Harry's and there's a satisfaction guarantee. That's a full cup of coffee at Starbucks right there. <laughs> the cool thing, the cool thing about Harry's is like, so you get the starter set and you're like, Oh, I like this. And you can go on their site and you can like subscribe for refills. And so yeah. it, it's not like a set amount. You can like say, well, I don't shave that much every day or I don't shave yeah. every day or whatever. So you can get like a few and have it come every three months or whatever. You never have to think That's about it again. Set is it, the point. Set it, forget it. And then you don't even <laughs> have to think about going to the store anymore. It just wow. comes can to I, you. Can, can I tell you my other favorite thing about Harry's is it, it, it is, so convenient that they come right to you. You don't have to go to the drugstore and ask them to get the key to unlock a case like you're handling the crown jewels every time you buy racers. <laughs> They're going to treat you like some kind of criminal. Right. It's very convenient. We do our criminal activity over the internet. Exactly. Uh, yeah. exactly. Harrys.com. Yeah. Harry's doesn't like uh, to discount because the price is already really low, but we've worked out a special deal for Relevant Podcast listeners. Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with promo code RELEVANT5. Stop overpaying for a great shave and start the new year off right. Go to harrys.com right now. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter promo code RELEVANT5 at checkout and get five bucks off. So it's only 10 bucks for it's a starter It's basically set. free. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> That's they, how that works. They yeah. will <laughs> give you $10. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there you go. It's awesome. Jesus Culture is a worship entity, worship band that came out of the Bethel Church in Reading. Yeah. A little more than a year ago, they planted Jesus Culture Church in Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, Banning Liebscher has been the pastor, and they really became known because of their worship that, that kind of came out of the ministry. They uh, have sold over a million albums, and on Crazy. YouTube, their their worship performances have had over 34.5 million views. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Jesus familiar. Culture just released their brand new album and ninth live recording. It's called Let It Echo, and it features Kim Walker-Smith, who, for my money, might be my favorite female vocalist. Yeah, sure. Let alone, she's incredible. Let alone incredibly good. anointed, let alone all that <laughs> stuff. If, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. If we're spending your money, then it's for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got some bees. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Quilala, uh, Brian and Katie Torwalt, uh, and more. I mean, that's the cool thing about Jesus Culture. It's like this awesome group of, you know, amazing worship yeah. leaders and musicians. And then they also have other albums and they have solo stuff. Um, it's really cool what's happening out there. It's awesome. Well, they just came through our studio recently, uh, performed some of the tracks off their brand new album for us in an intimate stripped down setting, not mm. a uh, big arena experience. I like that. Performing Let It Echo. Here is Jesus Culture. This song's called Heaven Fall, um, Let It Echo. I wrote this song with Sarah Reeves and Jacob Suter. And the song, uh, we wanted to write a song that was uh, basically something that we could, it was a cry out to God sort of song and um, that we can kind of, you know, we're, we love those songs, Jesus Culture, like the Set of Fires and the Let It Rains. And, and so we wanted to write a song about that. But there's also a line in this, in this song that talks about the tension between being satisfied, completely satisfied with everything God's done but also being hungry for more. So um, this song, I think, is kind of a prayer, but also just sort of being thankful with what God has given us and pursuing Him from that place. We've only scratched the surface And only had just one We've tasted of your glory 
there's so much more We're standing on horizons Where earth collides with heaven You're longing for your children To cry out for more We cry out for more So let it echo From this city To the nations The sound of praise And let the windows Of the heavens Open wide and let it rain Here inside your presence Surrounded by your spirit We're satisfied but desperate For even more of you Even more of you so let it echo from this city to the nations, the sound of praise. And let the windows of the heavens open wide and let it rain, let it, and let it echo. From this city to the nations, the sound of praise, and let the windows of the heavens open wide and 
That was Jesus Culture. Up next, we look uh, behind the scenes at the new issue of Relevant Magazine. This episode of The Relevant Podcast is sponsored by Christian Mingle, the site responsible for the most Christian relationships. Dating has changed, and so has Christian Mingle with its all-new site. With over 15 million registered users, Christian Mingle is the perfect place to find someone who shares your faith and values. Take advantage of the all-new communication features with a subscription. You have nothing to lose. Join and browse for free. You're listening to Cage the Elephant. The song is Trouble. Uh, I'm just going to tell you a few Cajun elephants. You're going to have trouble. Yeah, there's some trouble. You're going to be in trouble. It's a premonition, precursor. <laughs> right. Just a bad idea. <laughs> well, the new issue of Relevant is out now. Um, and uh, joining us to talk about it and give us some behind-the-scenes insight, our editorial team. Joining us, our editorial director, Aaron Hambury. What up? And our associate editor, Dargan Thompson. Hey. I like how proper Aaron's greeting is. What up? Well, I think the last few times I've been on, I've said something like, hi. You know, he's just like, <laughs> so, he, he like gets caught off guard. He's like, blah, 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 yeah. and like gets off, yeah. <laughs> You're an old pro at this point. <laughs> I've been prepping what up for days. <laughs> it yeah. sounded really nice natural it was great the new issue is uh super fun we want to just tell you some some stories about it um the the cover story is lecrae and you know everybody okay big huge selling christian rapper but it's not this story this cover story isn't really about lecrae the musician it's not about his music you don't have to like his music to care about this story aaron went up and spent time with lecrae and is uh where he lives in atlanta that's right i was able to spend time with lecrae in his uh now hometown which was a big deal for him he actually talked a lot about wanting to get to atlanta and how he loved that and we were able to dig into his story which you know i didn't know and i assume a lot of other people didn't know is truly unbelievable yeah we've had him in the magazine a couple of times i mean i mean obviously he's a huge selling you know christian rapper we've seen him on the grammys we've seen him on fallon and all that kind of stuff but uh you know the other times we've covered him it was because he had a new album out and it was about the music and this time there's no new album we just kind of heard about his crazy life story and that he wanted to talk about it and open up about it. And it was jaw dropping. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, any, any anecdote you've heard about, you know, uh, inner city America and the plight of people in the African American community and gang culture, Lecrae embodies all of that. And some of the, the details that he's come to place now where he's willing to share, um, were jaw dropping. And, and we're talking things like uh, gang initiations where he was a little kid too afraid to murder someone. And so that ejected him from that culture to looking up to murderers because those were the men in his community to suicide attempts, to huge fights involving, you know, police taking mom's boyfriends away. Um, and this, the whole saga that leads abortion, depression, uh, yeah, yeah, drugs. And it, it, I and mean, it was just this, it's unbelievable. Tw- two decades of, of, uh, absolutely unbelievable turmoil in his life. And, and then when he came, there's this moment he talks about where he came to, to you know, follow Christ. Uh, it's not like everything was hunky-dory after that. I mean, there's still yeah. major struggle and whatever. And it was, and he talks about the how much of this was because of my environment, my upbringing, how much of this is, you know, I, it's mm-hmm. just, it was unbelievable how, how honest he got. Oh, sure, certainly. And, and like you said, I mean, so he arrives at a point of, of faith, becomes a believer, he, he accepts Christ, but he doesn't really have a context for what that means. So he's new to the whole thing. 
And so he wrongly assumed that once you become a Christian, everything is, as you said, hunky-dory and moves on. And then as life continued to be life as it is, and particularly somebody who can easily revert back to old patterns, uh, he found himself again in, in all kinds of trouble. And so his uh, the process of him growing up and maturing and sanctification. And it was almost like I sh- like it's almost the, the depression kicks in then again, you know, and that's where suicide attempts and different things. Absolutely. Because yeah. it's like you're bottoming out like like if, if God can't save me from this, I have no hope, yeah, right? exactly. And and so I mean, and now when you hear that, and you obviously you go, he goes far more in depth than in the article he wrote, uh, and it just changes how you hear his music, yeah. you know? Because like I just always had the impression that Lecrae was like the squeaky clean Christian hip hop artist, mm-hmm. right? And and to know that the the the, the journey he came through, and, and it was decades, uh, uh, you know, it just kind of reframes everything to me. Certainly, yeah. it, it, it takes a lot of courage too to be that transparent and vulnerable about real stuff that happens. But like you said, it reframes how you see his art. You know, yeah, absolutely. He he said a phrase later um, in the time that I was spending with him. Uh, I think I was pressing him on like, why are you sharing this kind of thing? Like, how did you arrive at a place where this is safe for you? Um, and he said, uh, hurt people, hurt people and healed people, heal people, which, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure is not original to him, but I mean, so now he's kind of on this, this mission to use his story to help heal people, uh, which of course is really cool. Mm-hmm. I've heard the first half of that before. I hadn't heard the second half. That's good. It's a fascinating story. You guys should all check it out for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. The issue, you know, kicks off the new year, and because of that, some of the content, you know, was was focused on that a little bit. One of the pieces that I, uh, that I love was uh, Jesse wrote a piece: how to make a New Year's resolution that actually sticks. Now, unlike his 2016 predictions that he wrote in the magazine, mm-hmm. which were totally ridiculous <laughs> this one's well. funny but also also a little practical this yeah. is actually some stuff you might want to apply to your life yeah that's true i mean i don't i don't know i mean jesse would have to tell us if he has a lot of experience at failing at new Year's <laughs> resolutions i i've I little experience at failing at anything but okay. <laughs> so so this one struck a uh strikes a balance you know between kind of humor and stuff that's actually helpful i mean that, yeah absolutely yeah. one of the other ones that kind of like is timely in the beginning of the year is uh, a, a lot of our readers and uh, you know we kind of struggle with this like quarter life crisis thing that kind of wanderlust you know or, or, or tension of like I thought life would be different now right, right. and so it's like the, the beginning of a new year it's almost like it reminds you of that of like where you are but where you want to be right so we had John Acuff guru on change and quitting and starting uh, write a piece on how to blow up the quarter life crisis yeah that was ended up being one of my favorite pieces I feel like John Acuff is always really good at being really funny, but also really insightful. Mm. You, know, um, you know who else is? Jesse. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was going to yeah. say that Jesse's like piece was, Jesse's was the like. same, uh, kind of hit the same vein of it's very funny, but then you're also like, yeah, that's really true. Um, you know who else? Mark Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Pure gold. But anyways, he talked about some things like we always are trying to find our purpose. And sometimes you get so bogged down in trying to find your purpose that you can't actually live where you are. But then in all of the insightful things, he also uses phrases like the narwhal of your purpose and like <laughs> a sharknado like vortex, which sure. is just only John Technical could terms. use those <laughs> right. and have it actually make sense. Sure. Yeah. Um, those are metaphors and adjectives that are straight a cuffian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we also have a ton of awesome music in the issue. Waves uh, with two Vs. Sure. You know, the stuff you've been hearing on this episode mm-hmm. uh, feature with them. Uh, Langhorn Slim. We sit down with Langhorn. Uh, the folk singer and uh, he's sober now and settled down and 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 we talk about how that's changed his music in a a profound way but kind of a big one that our audience is really excited about mute math's new album is 
really good. Everyone's like surprised and excited. No, and it's no, awesome. it, well, it's because they have like, they have their, they, they've, they've learned from their mistakes. Yeah. You know, they were trapped on a record label uh, that didn't kind of let them be who they wanted to be. Yeah. You know, just all these various things, struggles throughout the last decade, almost it seems like. Yeah. And now finally they're in an environment and a situation where they can make the music they've always wanted to make. And you can tell. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It makes you kind of mad at, at the labels. Like from all the, you know, because <laughs> well, their last yeah. records weren't fully realized or they weren't yeah. what they wanted to be. And this first chance they have to be the mute mat they want to be, it's the best version. Yeah. It's it really little, is an incredible crazy. album. Yeah. It was named, we named it one of our 10 best of the year, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're always, they've always been great live. And so you could see like, yeah. I mean, they're just amazing. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I can't think of many better live bands than no. them. It just seemed like their albums, they were just kind of holding back. There yeah, just wasn't... like the songs weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's an interesting story, too, because they talk about kind of how they wrote all of this music over a time of a, a couple of years, and then they essentially, like, scrapped a yeah. lot of it and yeah. then started all the way over again, which is crazy, but yeah. you can definitely tell that they put in the work for that. We, we yeah. do that with magazines. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did yeah. that this week with the yeah. next issue. Yeah. It happens, oh, yeah. yeah, don't we know it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and your best work comes by doing that. Yeah, it does. Years yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, another thing we did is, you know, we, we kind of have our, our finger on the pulse of what's happening out there. We, mm, yeah, we see a lot of things. We cover a lot of the streams of what God's doing in our generation. One of the things we've noticed the last couple of years is there's something going on in LA. Yeah. This is crazy what's going on out yeah. there. Churches being started, like Chad Beach just launched Zoe Church. Obviously, uh, Judas Smith's having a huge impact there in, in the with with a lot of celebrities, with the Bible study he started on Wednesdays. Uh, there's some amazing churches. I mean, Hillsong LA and Mosaic and and uh, Reality LA and so, Story City. Story yeah. City, yeah, so many things. And it's like, go back five, seven years, maybe Mosaic was there. There's nothing else yeah, happening. Yeah. It's like a wasteland spiritually. And there's this real rebirth happening. So we covered that. We spent. We had a writer out there and uh, yeah. kind of talked to all the people who are part mm-hmm. of making this happen and seeing what's happening. And we report on uh, what is becoming Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really great story because I feel like Hollywood in L.A. is is an interesting place because it's a place obviously in the entertainment world it's the most influential place, but it's a it's a city of dichotomies too. I mean, there's a lot of poverty there, um, and you have these pastors and these and it's, and it's and it really involves a lot of young people that are you know feeling called to reach not just people who are in of influence in the movie industry but really be involved in the community in LA one of my favorite quotes and people really need to read this piece because I felt like it's one of those inspiring sort of journalistic pieces we've done in a while where it looks at a trend like this uh, is from Ben Houston who has Hillsong Church there and he says whether you're sleeping on the street or you're one of the most photographed and famous people on the uh, in the world no matter where you fit in between we create an environment where people feel valued and LA is the one of the only cities on earth where that those people would be in the same room at the same time receiving the same message. It's a really cool story. And the cool thing spiritually is the influence that LA has globally. You know, our America's greatest import, if you ever travel internationally, is, is what comes out of LA, our entertainment industry. Right. And uh, if for, for those people and those in global influencers to kind of be part of and in the middle of 
really what I'm seeing is the spiritual rebirth happening out there. It, I mean, if you kind of think, kind of what is God doing right now? I mean, that that is a uh, really important city, you yeah, know, yeah, and that's totally. really cool to see. And the legacy too. I mean, they talk about this in the story, but you know, the Azusa Street Revival was there, yeah. and and a lot of the streams of Pentecostalisms and and uh, you know the evangelical culture. Its roots are there, and, and Chad Veach says, you know, his metaphor is there are never new wells. I mean, there's a, you know, the met, the spiritual metaphor is there's something been going on there for a long time, and it's having a resurgence. It's cool. It's a really good story. It really yeah. is. There's a lot more in the issue. You know, a lot of us liked Donald Miller's book Scary Close mm-hmm. uh, that came out about a year ago, and we were talking in a trial meeting one day, and we're like. We didn't really do an article with Don around that. He's been on our cover years ago, and obviously he's a friend of, of the magazine, so he's been on time to time. But we didn't do anything. It was scary close, and it was such a profound shift for him. Yeah, and, 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 and so we thought, well, it's been a year since he wrote it, mm-hmm. and I, I'm curious what's going on with Don now. So we spent time with him at his home in Nashville with him and his wife, Betsy, and uh, talk about Don Miller today and kind of where he's going. I mean, he first came on the scene, you know, uh, what? 2003, 4, 5, somewhere in there with uh, Blue Like Jazz and has written some phenomenal books uh, since then. But this one seemed to be kind of a new new kind of time in his life. And now he's married and he's just like, he's just a different Don Miller. And so it's cool to talk to him about what life is like now and where he's going. Yeah. Yeah. So especially for somebody like in our age demographic, because, you know, Blue Like Jazz was huge, like mm-hmm. my time in college and everybody's reading it and talking about it. Uh, but that's a very different Don Miller than we have today. Yeah. Seeing kind of how he's evolved and where he's going from everything, you know, spiritually, personally, and, and even now professionally. Well, I think the healing and health that he pursued, I mean, obviously, you know, almost like Lecrae, after this, you know, kind of moment in his life, it didn't mean like everything got easy. You know, Don write, writes this best-selling book, and he's vulnerable about his spiritual journey and 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 continue to write phenomenal books but it was like he was still kind of limping along in some aspects of his life because of you know past right mm-hmm. past stuff and and scary close kind of really lays all that on the table and talks about his intentional pursuit of healing yeah. um and, and emotional health and spiritual health and so you're talking about don being different now I mean, he's he's different now, and it's been years and years of like a, a, an aggressive searching and pursuit of of healing, and it's been it's cool to talk to him and see him on someone on the other side of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, he's he's maturing, but he also still really wants to change the world. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 So he still maturing, has those settling. big goals, but it's it's like he can propel them. Literally, more. every time I'm with Don, it's like he's chasing some massive new dream. Like he's going to be president, or he's going to be a congressman, or he's going <laughs> right. to launch this massive new enterprise, or he's yeah. going to make a film. Or I mean, this guy's like he doesn't sit still. No one embodies this like coolness and presence, and just you know he's in the moment, but he also has this underlying restlessness that you know he's thinking about the next big thing, which is yeah. a really cool characteristic to have. We also in the magazine have Scott McKnight writing about the kingdom of God and kingdom come in the maker section, which is for innovation, impact and influence. Uh, we talk about finding meaning and meaning in your work, uh, no matter what that is. And, and John Maxwell writes a piece on, on leading and influencing and reject apathy. We had a fascinating story. I was at some social justice meeting in DC last year and an agency that is, is a kind of a global leader in, in helping 
uh, with the needs, meet the needs in Africa, started talking about the fact it was a totally new conversation. We all know mm-hmm. Africa uh, from the perspective of preventable disease or, or poverty or, or even economic stimulation or, or educational needs. But they, they were talking about something I'd never heard before. And they said that this thing might be the most pressing need in Africa, that the thing that all of the other solutions hinge upon. And that was the electricity, the lack of electricity. electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which makes sense when you, when you think about it, but I think for a lot of it, well, for us, certainly when, you know, you started talking about this trend and how we need to explore it is, which you never thought about it, you know, but when you think about stuff like refrigeration, yeah. Uh, so, foods, so, medicines. so you get medication, you got to refrigerate it. Right. Yeah. You have no electricity. You can't. So you don't have med- medication to help your disease. Wow. Children who go to school and they have homework. They, just can't they do don't it. have they a light. Do they can't do their homework. Wow. They can't get educated. Yeah. I mean, like it goes on and on Homes and on. Catching on fire because there's home, there's fire in these. Yeah, uh, not necessarily the best built homes or yeah. huts, houses, health, health issues because of those same fires. There's mm-hmm. not, I mean, you go visit some of the homes and, and like, that is how they cook. That's how they heat mm-hmm. and there is smoke trapped in there. And so there's health issues because of that smoke and stuff. And it's because of lack of electricity. The opening graphic for this story is it's one gorgeous. of the most stunning things we've run. Yeah. It's a night satellite shot from space of the African continent. And then you can obviously see to the north of it, the other, uh, uh, land and and it's like you see all this light all this light all this light all this light and then when you look at africa it is almost completely pitch black mm. with a little bit of light along the edges wow and 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 our title for the piece is the dark continent yeah yeah and it, it, it is shocking it's unreal so there's stuff like that there's you know obviously slices is a big part of the magazine a bunch of interesting cool stuff uh, uh that you want to read uh, relevant recommends is in there where we pick our, our 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 choices for music and movies and books and digital media that you need to know about the drop uh, spotlights emerging artists you need to know like the wombats and aurora who you heard flame gems john mark mcmillan talks to us uh it's it's a it's a packed issue a lot of variety yeah, yeah. so whether or not you like whatever you like relevant for you like us for our culture coverage there's some strong stuff there you like us for our storytelling and human interest and stuff there's stuff there there's some think pieces there's some eye-opening stuff you should check it out um our the issue is out now on newsstands nationwide it's also uh, the ipad and tablet edition are available on the itunes and google play app stores it's kind of the best thing we do (laughs) and uh and you can subscribe today it's only a buck a month if you want to go to relevantmagazine.com and sign up but uh definitely check it out that lecrae story is uh it's one you'll stick with you. Yeah, it's Absolutely. a fun issue. Yeah, yeah it's a good issue. All right, thanks, guys. Stay tuned. Up next, Jesus Culture. listening to Jim's the song is without you uh, except it's uh, the it's actually w slash o space the letter you what sure. without you yeah it's so <laughs> less complicated that way it yeah. was so easy yeah yeah when Jesus culture came through the studio a couple months ago we mentioned earlier in the show that it was a pretty unique recording yeah it was they did one take of each song and it was and they were done yeah flawless I mean we kind of prep 
for each shoot to last two or three hours. We get in there, kind of sound check, get the camera set. And then we just kind of have to roll the song like, you know, three, four, five, sometimes if you're Gunger, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times <laughs> until we get it to where the Not artist because Gunger's bad. It's because right. no, they're they, brilliant and they're perfectionists. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. just they, you know, really wanted to be right. We want to make sure that we've captured yeah. it correctly. But when Jesus culture came in, yeah. we had kind of prepped for that. To we happen. didn't know that his initial uh, that the Kim Walker Smith's initial AIM name was One Take Kim. <laughs> right. Yeah. Had we been chatting earlier in 1991, yeah. I would have yeah. been fine. All, all, yeah. all one take at hotmail.com. Right. <laughs> so they come in, they come in and they get set up and we get set and, and ready. We spend like, you know, before they get here, an hour and a half prepping, making sure the studio looks good, making sure the cameras are set. They come in. And they play. Kim is sick, by the way. She is like, she has a cold. She's having a hard time. She'd had a rough few days prior. Yeah. She wasn't sure if she'd even be able to sing and stuff, but she Yeah, they almost she couldn't through. make it. And, yeah. and she kind of showed up and she's kind of whisper talking. So we're like, yeah. man, this is going to... It's going to take a while. It's going to be rough. Yeah. yeah poor. You but know. y'all, she laid it all on the line <laughs> ten, ten for minutes, the podcast. Yeah, 10 minutes in and out. I mean, they come in, they play the song, play the next song. And then it's like, all right. Pitch perfect. I guess incredible, we're, yeah. moving, yeah. tears in the room. Yeah. It's like, I guess Goosebumps. we're done. It felt weird. It felt weird. It's like, like, do y'all want to play a card game or something? Right. right. Yeah. 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 You want to play the I've, trick? I've been uh, <laughs> out this concept. So it was amazing. It wasn't. Yeah, it was amazing. So with another in-studio performance here in our studios, here is Jesus Culture. This song is called Alive in You. And I wrote this song with my husband, Skylar, and our friend, Jordan Fry. And um, this song is just um, about really through any um, trials and circumstances that we are still alive in Jesus, that his presence is alive inside of us, and that that's the, the joy that carries us through all of those things. And my favorite line of this song is, is a line in the end of the chorus when I say, even in the fire, I'm alive in you. And that, that for me, it, it just means that even even when I'm in that refinement and things are hard and things are, are difficult, that I am still alive, I'm still moving forward, and I'm still connected to Jesus and to his presence. So let's do it. From to the end All my life is in your hands This whole world may hold me down But it can never drown you out I'm not merely flesh and bone I was made for something more You are God, you're the great I am Breath of life I breathe you in Even in the fire I'm alive in you You are strong in my brokenness Sovereign over every step
the dark I hear your voice Rising up I will rejoice For I was lost but now I'm found Cause even death can't hold you down You are God Christ who lives within me, Christ who lives within me, from beginning to the end, you deserve the glory, you deserve the glory, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. That was Jesus Culture. Make sure to check out their new album, Let It Echo. It's out now. You're listening to Aurora. The song is In Boxes. She's from Iceland. And you read Iceland. all about her in the drop. She's very issue. Icelandy. She looks like the an poster elf. child yeah. of Iceland. She's an elf. Yeah. I thought you said elf. She's elf. <laughs> she looks like elf. <laughs> from Iceland. Who I think landed in Iceland. Yes. Probably. Yes. And, Historically, that sounds and then correct. And fixed the ship and then got just enough up to hit over and uh, land in the family's garage. What a great show. <laughs> it does not and, hold yeah, up. <laughs> eat cats. <laughs> and, <laughs> and eat cats. That's right. So it's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you for bold 
2016 predictions. Mm, we want to yes. know your definitive expectations for what will happen in this great new year. Yes. You guys went over to the podcast episode page at irrelevantmagazine.com. You also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and told us some of your thoughts. Here's a few of our favorites. I, I will say this. I feel like we kind of, uh, be, because of all of the attention Jeremiah's band got, it was yes. sort of a bait and switch with feedback this week because a lot of <laughs> feedback was just about the sophomore attempt yeah. and people defending them. But I did or, see this prediction. Or discovering them. Discovering them. And falling in love with them. Yeah. <laughs> the, my favorite one, my favorite thing that people sent us, defending, discovering, adoring uh, <laughs> in the face of our mockery. Yes. Was a picture of the band Panic at the Disco. Oh, yeah. up a sign that said, I love the sophomore attempt. <laughs> yeah. Is that real? Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. real. They were young. They didn't know any better. <laughs> they were so right. young. They hadn't learned yet. <laughs> they were they were paid they were paid heavily by American Eagles. I also saw <laughs> musicians that were in other bands that were like, I was in this band and oh my gosh, I was a huge fan. We opened yeah. for you guys once. Yeah. I was a huge fan of you guys. Yeah, I got a lot of support uh defending me to Eddie um because of how terrible you were to me. Eddie and I had a yeah, had a real rough week this week. It was like more, probably our worst week. And people, ask, we have a lot of bad weeks. Sunday, yeah, yeah. But 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 the good end of that story is that Sunday night, you guys got together, sat in the hot tub, and hashed it out. Right, yeah. and read a lot of buff. What is it? Film buff. Buff, buff, buff film. Buff yeah. film magazine. <laughs> yeah, the Lou Ferrigno issue. People had yeah. a theory going that I was jealous of sure. Jeremiah's success, and that, to them, that was, an that was just a, a pure no. objective no. observation. Yeah, they're absolutely right. Yes. I was high jealous and I harbor jealousy because I think I'm supposed to. I don't remember how that works. You've never been on loop at American Eagle for six months. Yeah. No, I you've never played instruments in the middle of a field that weren't plugged in. No, I no. haven't. You have not and you have I've not never, lived. I'll tell you that. I've you never have not pined, lived. pined and pulled my way across an all white table for no apparent reason. <laughs> for a photo shoot. Man, I will say that that has been the worst. Cameron that, keeps retweeting all these old images That of was me. a rough one. That There are some worse ones than that. Which if you, if you look deep enough, there are some ah, bad ones. Well, there's one of me every week uh, there's, like an we all, there's an all staff email going around yeah, about yeah. about girl scout cookies and then aaron replies reply all uh, i don't want any cookies but here's a new shot of of uh yeah. I'd, really, really and I'd, good. I'd really like to take this moment to challenge the listeners once again to search deep and post it post what they got of jeremiah i will i will write someone a song if they can find this there's an image of me standing in a schoolhouse whose roof has fallen through <laughs> <laughs> And I am making like the worst sexy pose ever and thinking it looks super Tickle cool. Pose. Yeah, Tickle pose. Well, here's yeah. my question about that. I mean, oh. I'm just from your description of it, yes. I haven't seen the photo. Sure. But David. like, wh where is this weird abandoned dilapidated schoolhouse? Was there like a hurricane and you were like, oh, I, this is the perfect no, opportunity? No, it was like this. It's like this haunted schoolhouse in Jacksonville. There's like and, a there's yeah. clothes that we snuck into it. And I don't want to put too fine a point on it or make this a little too like uh, too hot for internet. But how do I say this? To whom are you beckoning to this schoolhouse, and for what reason? <laughs> well, there's, like, a, there's a hot tub. He discovered. He, just, <laughs> he discovered a hot Nothing tub. Nothing creepy here. Just me hanging out, real sexy in a dilapidated schoolhouse. <laughs> right, like, like uh, I don't, I don't. Because okay. don't know, like, isn't it like on photo shoots? You know, it's almost like you know the 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 director or or the photographer will kind of put you in a mindset, like you know, thinking about this, and then yes. your face kind of goes there, or whatever. You so are the your, schoolhouse. Your photographer at that <laughs> moment where yes. you were doing tickle poses in yes. the dilapidated schoolhouse. Yes. What was the photographer saying to you to get you in that mindset? Beat the beauty and the breakdown. 
Oh, Stop, that's not true. Is that be true? the beauty in the Please tell me dip. he really said He's that and you punched him right in the face and ran out of there. <laughs> no, I, what I actually did when he told me that, I was like, that is a great song title. I am taking that. Oh, he said but that? I, but I, yeah, but I think Hawthorne Heights already had a song called Beauty in the Breakdown, so I really couldn't use it. Be the beauty I, in the breakdown. Yeah. I would be remiss if I did not read Peter S.'s uh, prediction uh, DC Talk reunion tour. Um, mm. I have actually completely lost hope for them, but yeah. I would be excited to see so it. So he's picking up your mantle. Yeah, Peter, hopeful. you can have it. I don't think they're. I mean, they got they got offered the greatest gig of their life at the ten year reunion, yeah. and and I, it was exactly on their anniversary for Jesus Freak. It yeah. was just like all full circle. I, I've read enough of all of their comments to understand what's going on, and let's just say, and they are fools. They are fools. <laughs> what, what's going on? I haven't read it. Well, I don't want to. I I don't want to name names, but DC talk okay, update. don't name it names. It seems like two thirds of them are pretty into it. Oh, one yeah, yeah. one third of them is definitely not. And, yeah. and oh, used, oh, but you know what? That one he makes really complex starbucks orders they like take like 10 minutes i'm not kidding they make like 10 minutes and there's like sprinkles and creams and half of this and all that Pink stuff sprinkles it's, and cream. it's just it's just silly yeah. and, and he's holding back your dreams classic yes, he classic. he's also holding up the line in starbucks because his drink is so expensive <laughs> and i i like him and i think you know buy his music and all that stuff but i there's a point where well, you, if you're 14 you got to right. say goodbye you got to say goodbye to the dream so i'm just gonna let Ooh, it sit on the back. title say goodbye to the dream oh, new yeah. sophomore attempt the ju- it's actually the junior attempt now. All right. Oh, I haven't heard that one before. Well, Very it was an excellent. It was an excellent joke. I'll take it. So you're welcome. I'll give it to you this time. So, so uh, well, obvi- this one is obvious, and it's along the same line. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could tour with DC Talk on their reunion tour. Uh, Matt says the the obvious, most obvious one. The sophomore attempt will go on a worldwide reunion tour. We've all been waiting for that. Yeah, that's 2017. I feel like we that you said that there was going to be a reunion show last year. Yeah, well, it was our ten year anniversary last year. So we've we've talked about dusting off the old girls' jeans and this might actually be real. Did you guys ever out. officially break up? Yeah, uh, but so you're saying the ten year anniversary? Uh, we, did when- the, we did the Blink One Eighty Two. We went on indefinite hiatus. Okay, uh, yeah, but, like, but it was announced on a certain date. Yeah, 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 it's like yes, the One Direction. Yes. Thing. So, yes. so your ten year anniversary is of when you formed. <laughs> when we formed. So you still have the opportunity of doing a ten year anniversary of the hiatus. Oh, so we're fine. Yeah. We have we got we got eight years left. You got to get back together. Um, can I read negative feedback that we got? Because I always love it when people dog on us. Ross said, "I don't know if this is going to make the podcast, but I find it really frustrating trying to listen to one specific thing and having to go through stuff that I'm not interested in. Uh, is there a way to make it so that I could just skip everything and I, go straight to that segment? I have a suggestion. Yeah, listen to a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved the suggestion. What, what is he talking about? Something uninteresting. Listen, Obviously, listen, he listen, downloaded the wrong. I listen, Ross. Yeah, this podcast is about." the journey not the destination that's oh, right that you is and beautiful you Again, and Rachel can go we watch are some the other beauty beautiful. and the brokenness <laughs> and the breakdown <laughs> whatever yeah, it, 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 Ross, may, hey listen I'm with you if only they would invent some sort of technology where you can download audio files in their entire form and easily drag them on a variety of devices to any literally any time in that audio file you wanted on demand well, whenever you want it. If right. someone would invent that technology, your problem would be... And while we're on, while we're on hey, the some, some of these lottery winners, invest some of your bees on that technology. Yes, we, need to, we need Ross to... Ross needs it. We need it. Maybe someone contact Walkman and see if they can oh, yeah. do something mm-hmm. with that. Um, since we're on this train and I'm just a little bit snarky, I'd like to <laughs> just take a moment to respond to Tony Kelly's comment. Oh, no. uh, it just said... Uh-oh. But I just, wanted, I just wanted to defend... Jer- on, on blast, man. Let's do it. <laughs> I know you were joking around with Jeremiah at the end of the mm, show, but I yes. just wanted to defend 
offend him a little bit because seriously, Eddie with a Y, it's yes. IE and all over the show <laughs> and the internet, but let's not worry about that. Yes. Eddie with a Y, which is a girl spelling Tony with a Y. Love you, man. But anyone who likes Dave Matthews band as much as you do should not be criticizing anyone's music, especially oh. since it sounded pretty good. I burn. agree with you. My oh, name is spelled with burn. an IE. That's what my biggest burn. problem with that. It's just a basic, So maybe basic she was spelling. addressing a different you know Eddie. Welcome to my life. So, the Y's yeah. in the IE. Literally, yeah, it's ridiculous. Literally, I, thank you. Tony Who said dropped that? a Tony. Y. Tony. Who said that? Tony? Tony with a Y. Tony with a Y. You're an angel. Eddie is the worst. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about Tony with a Y anymore, but it was really hurtful. <laughs> it's hurtful that you misspelled your name. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I totally... I don't think I'm a good judge of music, but right. you, that's why I just get quiet during the what's coming up part. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, we my, appreciate name, that. my name is spelled with a Y and that's, <laughs> yes. that's kind of a hot people when they do edgy Eddie tags and they spell it with a Y. Yeah. I don't even respond. The worst. No, yeah. thank yes. you. And I think the best prediction was uh, Joy's hat <laughs> from last week. You remember Joy's hat? <laughs> yeah. It was like a big animal. A big squirrel. Becomes a conscious entity and starts a rival <laughs> podcast. Oh man. I that would was listen. from Jonathan Gamble and oh, I, gosh. it is actually already, uh, it's already it's a, started. You know, her hat. If you've ever been to the Country Bear Jamboree, there's this one <laughs> yeah. bear that wears a raccoon hat with yeah. a tail, like a Daniel Boone hat. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But in the Country Bear Jamboree, guess what? It's alive. Yes. And yeah. the raccoon starts singing along in the big finale. Yeah. And I, that's all I could see last week when we were looking at her hat. I right. Really it was like when we show. go around the horn and say goodbye. Yes. It's it's yeah. the last one. <laughs> Take care, y'all. But instead of saying goodbye, it's just the tip of the hat. Just yeah. it, it tips itself. It It's more of a visual thing. Right. But we pause for it. Amen. Amen. All right, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, you know, I mean, this was a big week. It was a big week. Very uh, at, big at week. At the beginning of the show, we had the Genesis, the first edition of Tradeoff. Yes. Yeah. So we had the hit, hit card game. Yeah. Most Great prolific game. Um, scientific mind of our generation. Uh, he got stumped a few times. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he tough, was, tough he was befuddled. But yes. you, you know what's spawning is uh, Tradeoff, the home edition. Yeah. Mm. And we're thinking mm -hmm. that uh, Tradeoff is going to become a card game. The, uh, Jeremiah and, and Jesse are going to uh, make some bees on it. Yeah. But what they want is to crowdsource the actual content, i.e. they don't want to do the work. Yeah, so we, we don't have time. I, I wrote six. I, yeah. I only need like... 294 more, I think. Yeah. So, so, no so we wanted, for this week's editorial question of the week, we want you to give us trade-off scenarios yeah, like that. that could make trade-off the card game home edition. That's going to be good. So you got to remember, though, it's... it's hold, hold on. Help me do the framework it's again. It's a thing a you want, but right. there's a consequence attached. Yeah. There's, to, there's a consequence. And they don't have to be related, but they have to make you think. And like, it can't just be like, oh, this is obvious. It I become be like, president mm -hmm. or and I yeah. stub my toe. No, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. that's not it. Has it has to be a legitimate conundrum. No, yeah. it's I'll be president, but I always stub my toe all yeah. the time, every yeah. day. Yes. I'm always in pain. Yeah, yeah. because at the same time, every night, I get up to go to the bathroom and stub my toe on a marble statue Yeah, And you're only president for four years but you're stubbing yeah. your toe for the rest of your but life but it's deeper than the hypothetical game see yeah. the idea is like you could take this card game to a party yeah. and, be, and be just gonna break the ice because everyone these are tough the tough inner decisions. conflict is what we need yeah. Yeah. also you will not get in any royalties for mm -hmm. any of us no no, no. Your, the copyright belongs to us yes yeah. we own it completely. so uh, tell us yeah. your scenarios for their card game hit us up on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com you can also post your ideas uh, on twitter at relevantpodcast and we will read ours next week Many thanks to our sponsors for, I don't know, funding the show. Yes. Making the show possible. Giving uh, us a couple bees. <laughs> over at Squarespace, when you uh, start your free trial site today, you don't need a credit card at squarespace.com. But when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. 
Also, thanks to Harry's. Uh, Harry's is going to give Relevant Podcast listeners $5 off their first order if you use promo code RELEVANT5 when you check out. Mm. Stop overpaying for a great shave Just and stop start it. the new year off right. <laughs> Do it. Go to harrys.com right now. Yes. <laughs> Thanks also to Jesus Culture for joining us. Uh, check out their new album now. It's called Let It Echo, and it's incredible. It's available now where music is sold and streamed. If you want to see the videos of those songs, they are available on uh, at relevant.tv and on the Relevant YouTube channel. They're phenomenal. They'll also be on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Follow them on Twitter at Jesus Culture and check out jesusculture.com. I think they have a big conference this weekend yes. out in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I was there cool. last year. Really cool. Yeah. Yep. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash relevant. We got uh, Doug working on some uh, new content every week, and we got extracts from the podcast that's going to be happening, and we got, obviously, the performances from the studio. Lots of good stuff happening over at our YouTube channel. Uh, remember on Spotify, if you're a Spotify uh, user, we have official playlists now. Uh, all the music from the podcast every week. Uh, we have our favorite picks. We have a worship channel. We're adding. We're going to be adding new channels and new playlists all the time. We're having a lot of fun over at Deeply the... Deeply immersive. Uh, yeah, we have a sophomore temp playlist, which is great. <laughs> all the best songs. <laughs> we should have like guest pickers in the sophomore temp could yes. be one of them. We will, we will curate the first playlist because <laughs> I'm here anyway. Why not? Yeah. Panic at the disco. And <laughs> and remember to get the magazine. The new issue is out now as you no, uh, it's a phenomenal issue. We're getting a ton of positive feedback about it. Uh, and you can get it right now at relevantmagazine.com. It's only a buck a month. I think if you subscribe now, you'll still get the new issue um, sent to you. Uh, you can also get on newsstands nationwide, and you can see our iPad and Android tablet editions on the app stores. Which are amazing. Yeah, they're the best things we do. Yeah, I always say it, and it's always true. <laughs> on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie with an IE, just to be clear. <laughs> I'm Tiffany Brunson. I'm Jeremiah Dunlap. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. What percentage of hot tub owners are are deviants?